Welcome to episode four of the Varangian Heresy podcast, all the way from the frozen lands, the fortress of Nutitude, the bastion of 30k here in Sweden. My name's Jody, also known as Painting Chap, and with me is my buddy Chris. Hey, Jody, how are you doing? Not too bad, brother, not too bad at all. And returning from the wilds of, well, apparently we had problems with our last recording where we mentioned stuff, so I'm not going to bother doing that this time. Uh, coming back to us, the Prince of 30k, sitting on his iron dildo throne, Mr. Freddy, how you doing, brother? Ah, I'm alive. <laughs> I'm doing fine, mate. It's all good. A you bit survived. Knackered, but fuck, I live. You survived with whatever you were doing yeah. that we can't I, talk I, about. I, I 30K, therefore I am. I like it. Yeah, you you, you lived it as life. <laughs> exactly. Very, very cool, my man. Very, very cool. So you, you're back with us. You're in one piece. Your sanity is even worse than it was before, I'm hoping. Yeah, probably. Like eight hours of well, sleep in one week. It's a, fucks you up. As a, so. some, as some people say, sanity is for the weak. Ah, there you go. He started with his Dawn of War quotes already. Yeah. Oh, we're going there, are we? Are we really going there? Let's uh, let's let's not go there, right? Let's continue. Okay. Let's continue. Yeah, let, let's just walk <laughs> around that a little bit. Walk around that a little bit. Walk it uh, off. Walk yeah, it off. walk it off. Walk it off. Shake it off. Let it hang to the left and walk it off. Unless you want to. Uh, sorry for that. <laughs> Unless you want to, come on, man, you're leaving us hanging here. What yeah. the hell? Uh, self, self Unless you want to feel the warp overtaking you, because it's a good pain. It's a good pain, Chris. Chris, we've talked about this whole blood and machines thing. It's we've got to keep this. I was going to say clean, but what the who the hell am I kidding? Just just keep it to at least three servo skulls per per machine at the moment. Okay, try and follow some sort of STC. Fair enough. STD? Uh, uh, STs, D. So that's what scrap code is. Ah, it's, <laughs> it's like a sexual transmitted, I mean, code. Sexually trans transmitted construct? I'm, I'm a bit confused where we're going with all this. Yeah. Mm. It's, all, it's to, all demon based at the end of it. Hi to everyone. No? Yeah, it's uh, nice that we derailed about a minute into the episode. <laughs> yeah, two minutes into the episode. <laughs> And we're on target for being completely done within the next six hours. How good yeah. is this? So, yes, how you doing, Freddie? Uh, did not just answer this. Uh, I think I'm naked, but I'm doing it all right. It's good to have you back on, buddy. It's good to have you back on. And just a quick shout-out. Thank you to Oscar for stepping in last week and uh, stepping up as a as a surrogate Freddy. Um, uh, I'm just happy I, you still wanted me back. <laughs> Of course. And not to forget to mention Eric. Yeah, and Eric, of course, for stepping up as well, the birthday boy last week. Um, but yes, of course, we're glad you're back. of course we're glad you're back, Freddie. I mean, at the end of the day, as, as it's well known, we, we have to pimp you out, so we have to have you back and well-rested. Oh, that's you know? true. You know? Well-rested. Well. Yeah, Daddy's got to buy some new new bling, so you've got to go out and uh, earn, the, earn those uh, greenbacks for us later, baby. So yeah, I have to work the streets. Yeah, this is true. Live, live it all a little bit anger and full grim, so... That's how we do this. That's how we do it. So, um, as is tradition now, uh, what's everybody working on this evening? Well, who wants to start? Well, you, you could uh, start for one. Why don't you start? You're, you're back in <laughs> Okay. The so, I actually went by my parents' place to help my mom doing some stuff. And I found three metal miniatures 
Ooh. Two two fucking old uh, metallic uh, tech marines Ooh. and one old metallic uh, apothecary. Oh, so nice. I'm kind of working on them. I'm also working because after the because uh, we had the awards. Congratulations, Chris! Yeah, <laughs> for the for the best. <laughs> it wasn't rigged, I promise. Well, it, it actually it was settled before we started the podcast, I think. Yeah, it, it was actually. <laughs> yeah. It's just that uh, me and the guys from Dire Forest didn't have time to announce the winners yet. Yeah. Uh, so it was Chris and Eric. So everyone knows these people there because Eric was on the show last last week and last well, Chris week, yep. is Chris is kind of like a host. <laughs> and, <laughs> and originally the prize was Pollux and the special edition breacher uh, dude, but after doing some talking and because of my own incompetency, I kind of misplaced one of the miniatures. It, it is somewhere in the house, I know. Would would this be Pollux by any chance? Oh, it's uh, no, it's the other one. <laughs> but, but what happened was that uh, because, well, you, Chris, you play Mechanicum, you don't really have any use of any of the miniatures. And uh, I know Eric, he, he needed a veteran sergeants for his uh, breacher squad, for his uh, Raven Guard. So I just decided that, Chris, well, you could add a Domitar. And um, Eric is going to get a fully painted... Uh, Preacher Sergeant from yours truly. Ooh, very nice. Actually, I had plans to convert Pollux into a Magus, but <laughs> a Domitar is way better. I, I'm, I'm sorry, were you just whinging about getting a Domitar there, Chris? No, I was just saying that I would have set, I would have made do it, but the Domitar is better. Oh, woe be you, woe be you. There's no way to satisfy them, is there? <laughs> no, it's just like kids. It's like, oh, I want that one. No, I want that one. I want that one because they've got it. Oh, I, am the I am the youngest one on the podcast. Oh, that's true. Anyway, I remember back... You're going to be the first one to die at this, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm actually painting up his breacher sergeant, and I'm going to put up some whips later on. And for my solar auxiliary army... Uh, stay tuned because I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. I found the old Macarius model. Remember Macarius? Oh, the, um, the Lord Solar. Lord Solar. The Lord Solar Macarius. So he, because he's a Lord Solar, who better to lead my Solar Axilia than the Lord Lord Solar? Yeah. So he's going to be my my head huncher for the Solar Axilia. Very nice, very nice, and an absolutely beautiful model as well. And just before we started, because I didn't want people to hear it, I primed, well, I sprayed my freaking Cestus white. And you had that like a, a beige brown base? Uh, well, first I did bleach brown, and then I'm doing white, and now I'm going to ink wash the whole thing, uh -huh. and I'm going to rework because I, I'm doing it in a quick and nasty way to paint my world leaders. So, what yeah. I do is I normally. Uh, Prime them uh, bleach bone, yeah. spray them uh, white, ink the whole motherfucker. Uh, oh, no, sorry. Uh, paint the blue areas, ink the whole motherfucker, and then paint raised areas white again. Okay. Oh. And it kind of gets the sort of ceramite feel for the yes. white. And I don't have to worry about fucking highlighting and shit because I'm useless at that. Fair point. Fair enough. Know, know your strengths. Know the how, how to do it quickly and make it look good. And I also, while I was away in uh, in the field playing soldier for real, <laughs> uh, I got a box from Fortwell containing 
fucklows of solar auxilia, which is also going to be mentioned later on. So stay tuned. Awesome. Awesome. So that, that's, that's, that's another nice derail. We're doing really well at this yep. from uh, <laughs> mentioning. Uh, oh, and I found more uh, Valhallian metal Valhallans for JP at my parents' place. Awesome. He'll, he'll, be, a, he'll, be, he'll be happy about that. Yeah, he should be. That, that guy's going to need some sort of like forklift or pickup truck to take his army to games <laughs> if he's playing Solar Orcs with that many metal miniatures. He's, well, he's actually playing Militia with that many miniatures. Oh, Militia. It's, it's, oh, it's even worse. worse. It's oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Here's my 300-man inducted Leviovi. It's all made of metal. <laughs> like, Bring it in, boys. Beep, 1,253 beep, pounds. Beep. Weighing in uh, in that corner. <laughs> we yeah. have a play. Weighing in at 1,255 pounds. He'll just be glad <laughs> if he never have to take it on a plane. Now we've got to make him come over here with it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it'll be cheaper to just ship it with... Uh, well, standard shipping instead put of taking it with Fed, Put it with FedEx or UPS or a company we're not sponsored by in any way, shape, or form because we're not. Um, get that, uh, get that to ship it over for him. That would work. I fucking hate UPS. Yeah. They they never arrive when you're home. <laughs> and yeah. uh, you can never get them to leave a parcel. It's the Illuminati, man, and they they control everything. I'm sure it's their fault. Or the lovely thing that they claim that they have been at your place and that you weren't home. And you've been home the entire day, just waiting for the package and doing other uh, stuff. That's what happens when you listen to porn on headphones, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Headphones? Yeah. So you can't hear when they ring the doorbell. It was just uh, the neighbors enjoy it. That's true. <laughs> I was about to say I'm going to go into my deep, dark, sordid past, but now <laughs> now I'm really not going to say that, although I already have. Uh, I, I used to, let's just say a, a long time ago in a, in a life far away I used to work in uh, call centres and uh, yeah we used to work with a very in the UK used to work with a very very unreliable delivery service and I think about six out of every ten calls I dealt with as a manager were all about he didn't show up but I watched him walk up the path and then he put a card through the door saying I wasn't at home even though I tried to open the door quickly enough <laughs> and shit like that so yeah yeah they're Obviously, of... you weren't quick enough. Yeah, you, you basically have to be Usain Bolt to get to the door in time. Um, so, yeah, it's a bunch of crap. It, it's the whole pulling up your pants thing that kind of fucks you. Yeah. That... So, uh, anyway. I was just going to, before, before hobby. <laughs> go on to what I'm hobbying on, I was going to say to the listeners, if you've got a chance, uh, when you finish listening to the podcast, go on to our Facebook page and have a look at the actual winning entry to the uh, Lincoln Heresy Battle Report competition. It's posted up there uh, by Freddie. And yep. it's called The Dreamless and the Ravens. And it's absolutely beautiful. I love it. And I'm very glad we got Chris on board for. Uh, the podcast and doing stuff in the future which will be talked about in the future and actually if you do have time just read through all the fucking entries because they're yeah, yeah, they, were, they were really great some of them had yeah. really really nice photos as well mm. yeah. some had really really nice stories some had really really nice photos and some had really really nice combination of both yeah yeah that that is very very cool and yeah like we say we're all about the story all about the heresy so go and look at it go and look at them they're really really cool um so yeah sorry you were spinning that to me weren't you chris about the hobby yeah. stuff okay I was so trying to change the subject there <laughs> <laughs> i'm supposed to talk about <laughs> so uh i finished my prayer tour Woohoo! 
He's done. He's in the bag. And that was finished off for last week's episode. So I am now working on one of two Siege Breaker models I've got to make for uh, Scandus. And this is the one we've I posted pictures up before. He's now primed, which I did just before the episode started. So I'm looking to get some block colors down on him and get possibly a base coat, a base wash on there as well. And I've also made my um, laser death blaster for my Praetor, which is basically going to be counts as Volkite, counts as um, Architect pistol, counts as pistol that isn't bolt pistol, basically. Um, Space yeah, as you say, space, space, uh, space gun, trademarked uh, version three. Um, <laughs> it goes foom, choom, and zoom all at the same time. So when it fires, so it kind of carries, it covers everything. Uh, so those are the two I'm working on, and um, I'm also I think I'm going to be trying to glue together some of the uh, bits and pieces that are kind of needed to finish off some of the existing squads that I have to make them up to fit my list for Scandus. So, um, yeah, I'll be kind of doing all that in and around the uh, conversations we're having this evening. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm hobbying on. What about yourself, Chris? What are you working on tonight, buddy? I'm doing something that would probably make you happy. Yes. Because I'm uh, doing some drawings for a display board. Yes. That we've talked about. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm trying to fit in all my tanks on one board, actually. Yeah, this, this is my worry. This is where I was scared that it was, we were going to start off with a 2x2 two two display board and somehow end up in a 6x4 six by four, six by four board with, um, you know, parking garage, subterraneous parking <laughs> garages and stuff. Yeah. Well, it won't be that, that bad. But I do actually consider just making it uh, armac uh, parking lot. <laughs> Entire tarmac parking lot. So we, we came, we saw, we tarmac we rolled out our tanks. Yeah. Well, that's the that's basically what they did with Ulanor after they defeated the orcs. Just, just leveled a continent to make a parade on. Because when you just kick the orcs in the face, what else do you do? I guess. Well, it my, makes my kind of bureaucracy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and uh, the orcs re- might not want it back because it's got nothing left. And and you also get you need to get rid of all that fungus. Yeah, stupid orcs. <laughs> Yeah, there is that. Very much that. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's what I'm working on besides the Dreadnought. I'm holding him a hand at the moment. That's... Mm, the Dreadnought Challenge. But yep. stay tuned for that. Yeah, more stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned for stay tuned. <laughs> it's nice to give, give uh, 10 cliffhangers in the intro and then never fulfill, fulfill them in the rest of the episode. Sounds like life in general. Build, yep. build it all the way up and fail to climax. It's awesome, um, like days of our lives. Yeah, yeah. 30k, sorry. <laughs> 30k. There's, there's, there is an episode in that already. It's you know, let, let's set it in some form of uh, modern, modern setting. What would, what would the uh, 30k like? What would the Primarchs be like if they were stuck in days of our lives, or uh, you know, Celebrity Big Brother Primarch edition? Or like Jersey Shore, but we call it like the Imperial Palace. <laughs> Imperial Palace, sure. Imperial Palace, t- Tibetan view. Um, yeah, <laughs> something like that. It could happen, man. You never know. Never say never on a podcast. Well, it, would what be, it would make make more sense to put uh, shall, uh, the, con- the contestants on one of the orbiting platforms before the horse before horse leveled them. 
yeah, that would that would be it. Then then my mind goes back to the whole Doctor Who thing and you know uh, floating television stations around <laughs> Earth and yeah, it all gets a bit weird at that point or weirder maybe. I don't know. Definitely weird. Do they still have that show on with uh, the bear? The bear. The bear. That's a quote from that episode. Ah, yes. Oh. Sorry. I, I thought you were genuine. I was like, the bear? Hang on a second. What the hell? <laughs> Where did I miss this? <laughs> Fair enough. I might know my Doctor Who, but not to that extent. <laughs> I can quote. I might have to hand in my fan card if one of my <laughs> friends hears me for not having got that. But anyway, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're all working on this evening, um, which is very cool. Hope anybody who's listening to this is working on something very cool for their army as well. Uh, whatever it be, be it Legion, Colts Militia, Questorus Knights, whatever. I hope you guys are rocking out with your 30K out and uh, really putting or, something together. Or Oryx, for that matter. Or Oryx, yeah. Big shout out to Trevor um, and his continued improvement and spuddy as well on his continued improvement on his plastic card projects seriously guys you are literally living the dream i am attempting to have at some point soon um but uh yeah I've, i may have one or two things to start building very very soon once i get my breacher squad done we uh, need to get like a, a kind of a model halls halls of fame yeah get one of one of those uh photo albums halls, halls of fames for people that have done something fucking outstanding and amazing and different well, well if people it. feel like uh, mailing in photos to the Varangian heresy at gmail.com I could sort that out because that's the most efficient way to do it actually uh, then we're all about efficiency here in Sweden so um, actually it's a good point Chris and while you sort of bring that up uh, let's just do a quick shout out on the, the social medias and the how to get in touch with us stuff so uh, our Facebook page the Varangian heresy podcast uh, is up. We're coming up close to 100 likes. Not that that really matters because whether one person or 100 or a thousand people like it, we're all about the hobby and just boosting it's, it's, the signal. It's just my, uh, I created 100 profiles and I liked that page. Well, considering we have 91 likes, I'm a little worried what nine of those fake profiles have been doing. Have you had them off looking at demonet porn again, Freddie? <laughs> you know it. Or are they out mining bitcoins for you or whatever? You know, we'll have to see, see how that, how that works out. Um, on Twitter, we are at Varangian Heresy. And as Chris has already said, our email is the Varangian Heresy at gmail.com. Uh, we started getting some emails in from people, which we will be bringing up later on. And thank you guys for that. And just keep it coming. We want to, uh, all about growing the hobby, all about growing the scene. And if you've got stuff you want to talk about, things you want us to talk about, if you've got ideas for what we could cover, or if you just want us to shout out events. I mean, we really want to boost as many events as we can. So do that, shout us out about them. And especially here in Sweden, if you are running an event, even if it's in your, you know, you just want to, I hate to steal it, but dudes looking for dudes, um, which we better be careful about here in Europe. It could get a bit Euro trashy, but um Dudes looking for dudes to play 30k, so uh, garage gaming, you know, spare room gaming, whatever you want to call it. Give us a shout out, and we'll see if we can hook you up one way or another. Uh, or for that reason, if you're in Copenhagen and have a game, there's an entire Malmo meta to invite if you want. Yep, invite the, invite the Malmo guys over to Copenhagen. Copenhagen, or come if over you're to in Malmo. Helsinki, if you're in Helsinki, there's an entire Stockholm meta you can invite, and they'll get a free cruise on the way over. So. 
We're we're all about the Sc- Scandinavian Scandinavian connection here. So hook yourselves up. Give us a shout out via email, uh, or even even through the Facebook Messenger. Just give us a shout out, and we'll see what we can get done for you guys. So yeah, that's uh, that's there. So shall we move on to the news and yep. the new stuff? So let's let's crack on with the mothership herself. What came new out of the forge this week? And somebody else is going to have to start because I'm just going to sit here with a box of tissues while I think about this a little bit longer. Well, so we, somebody wanted somebody want to take we, this for me while I uh, go sort that out. Well, we got the uh, Iron Warriors etched brass, and that's Ooh. really nice. God damn you! Stop teasing. <laughs> and However, it was, yes, the 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 brass etch brass etch is absolutely gorgeous. There's lots of skulls. There's lightning bolts, and there's uh, chevron. Uh, she- yeah chevron templates. Chevron templates. Which is a really yeah. nice touch. They were introduced with the uh, Night Lords one, I think, with the yeah. lightning bolts. Chris, stop fucking with me, man. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, the Forge will open day 2016 ticket. But we're going to talk about that more in a, after I've stopped teasing Jody. I hate you, man. <laughs> I hate you so much. And then we have uh, the, the trio of uh, new releases, save for the Horse Series collection. That's all books for £420. Uh, it's the Iron Circle Domitar Ferrum Class Battle Automata. Uh, or the Iron Circle Moving Bulwark, which is three of them. Uh, the Transfers and the Rich Brass. Or the Big Daddy Kit. The Shield of the Iron Tyrant. Petherabo, six Iron Circles. And uh, the Transfer and Brass Edge. Uh, just just uh, 408 of those fine English pounds. And I'm done. Right, pass the tissues. Um, <laughs> you, you don't need those. <laughs> what, what, the tissues or the models? Ah, the models, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you. need six of them, I think. <laughs> Shut up the pair of you, Mr. Mr. How many tanks in his army? Let's see. Uh, you don't need that many, honestly. Go, currently, go. currently, four tanks of transport, uh, a Warhound and an Atropos. Alright, I need Mr. Rulesman? Yep. Uh, what's the rules for them? Bulky or very, very bulky? The Iron Circle. Oh, dear. Um, oh, got him on the spot there, Freddy. Nice uh, call. Yeah. Ha, that'll teach you for teasing me. I might still talk while I'm looking up the rules. Because so. mm-hmm. nice I, I am just thinking, <laughs> seeing as we're going to talk about this later, mm-hmm. Iron Circle, Perturabo, Charybdis, Assault Claw. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ooh. Exit scene left. <laughs> exit, exit scene left. Compliance could achieve scene left. Um, oh damn, Freddie, that's cold. That's on where they land, actually. Land in a pool of molten metal. You mean how big the crater is once they land? <laughs> Jesus. Three um, to four hours just climb out of the crater. Yeah, because the man in Cribbus comes down, turn one, kaboom! Missiles goes fucking nuts, left, right, and center. You skim around a bit because you get that uh, skimmer save, and then poof out, everyone is hammering. Oh, yes. It's hammer time. It's hammer. Yeah, I was going to say, it's <laughs> hammer time. Oh, yes. Wow. That's, that is genuinely a horrible thought there, Freddie. How do you come up with these things and sleep at night? This is what happens when you get stuck in a, in a, in a, in a dark forest for a week, isn't you, it, really? That, those are the stuff you come up with when you don't sleep. <laughs> Ah, fair point. That's probably very, very true, actually. Um, so, yeah. It's, it's my head dreams. It's <laughs> it's my head dreams and nobody can take them away from me because they're mine. 
These yeah. are my dreams. My dreams are precious. <laughs> They're all mine. <laughs> if my dreams ever got broadcast, I'd be locked up. So it's all good. Um, <laughs> so come on, Chris, have you got the answer there? What's, what's, the, what's the dealio with these bad boys? Yeah, I had to find a correct book, actually. Oh, <laughs> Sorry for that. Book, 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 book. Palatine Blades? No, that's not right. That's No, no, definitely not Palatine Blades. Definitely, definitely not. They haven't got the rules out on the Fortal website anymore with these sort of new releases, have they? They're not oh, dropping those they, anymore. They, they released the books, book first. The yeah, Peter Parker's uh, they're, they're in the new Red Book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a shame because that, that was always an easy fix for that sort of thing. Um, yep. Crusader Army list. 22. Come on. You can find it. It's okay. It's there. Just breathe, mate. Breathe. Be chilled. It's okay. There we but... go. Monstrous creature. Uh, monstrous creatures. Uh, oh well. Um, they are, kind of they are quite nice, and though. They scattered my dreams there. That's, that's kind useless. Of that I want wind. them to be able to land somehow. Well, that's the thing. That's this is this is actually thinking about it, this is one thing. I mean, Chris, you've got the rules in front of you there for the Iron Circle, yeah? Yep. Can you just go through them quickly? Can you just read them out for me. Oh, they are monstrous creature, Olympia pattern, bolt cannon, graviton maul, carceri battle shield, searchlight frag grenades, and they got cybernetica cortex, brutal shard, and moving bulwark. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, special rules: the brutal shard, uh, when charging. The model inflicts D3 Hammer of Wrath attacks. Yeah. Uh, the battle shield is, uh, well, a huge shield. Moving, That's true. If to, moving bulwark, if two or more Dometar Ferron class battle automata from the blah, blah, blah. Their invulnerable save is increased and reroll failed armor saves. Yeah. Like then crushing blow. Uh, then we have the shield of the Iron Tyrant. Hmm. Uh, Dometar Ferron, that are part... Of Pertrobo's own Iron Circle may select one of the following additional upgrades for free. Uh, plus one weapon skill, plus one leadership, plus one initiative, or feel no pain 6 plus. So you can get nice. a feel no pain 6 plus on top of the 4 plus, or 5 plus involved, right? Or something. It's, yeah, I think it's four or 5 plus, which actually, if you, are, if you have an independent character who joins the unit, they actually gain that benefit. Um, they actually gain that or improves their, if I remember rightly, if they don't have one, it imp- or improves their existing invulnerable save by one, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one that needs confirming, but I'm pretty sure that's correct. The model that has joined the unit benefits from the effect of the Carcere Battle Shield and Moving Bulwark special rules, but retains their own invulnerable save value if it is better than that afforded by the special rule. Uh-huh. So if you have a independent, independent in, like a Praetor that's upgraded and have a better save than the 4+, plus you will, would gain from the moving bulwark rule. He keeps it. Yeah. Okay, so if, fair enough. So if it has a 3+, plus, it won't be downgraded to 4+. Plus. <laughs> now, the, here's the thing. This is what is the, the, is missing for me, and I think I mentioned this the last episode when we talked about it briefly. Um, and just like Freddie says, there is no, like, Deep strike or um, jump or drop option for them. And Considering they're teleporting in Aegil uh, Exterminatus. Exactly, the that's the Iron thing. I mean, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's um, 
I, I've got to reread Angel Exterminatus to to uh, to get this fact straight, and I'm sure I'll pick uh, our guest next week. I'll pick his brains. Um, but uh, there was something about the um, the opening where I swear Perturabo does effectively like a hero landing. Uh, you know, all that whole lands on one knee and then that sort of jazz, and then the iron circle land around him. Where's my movie <laughs> moment, man? Where is my movie moment? I am missing my. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about the fact that I I I, I have these guys because they're freaking awesome. But where the hell's my movie moment? I want my whole movie crush landing. You know, uh, fuck yeah! Look how awesome I am. Uh, did he did he did he ruin uh, Kroger's moment then? Because Kroger was the only one on top of the wall and then started to massacre the uh, the Imperial fists. Well, he wouldn't ruin it because he kind of he was there and then they landed and then he went all um, all fangirl a bit really. Yeah. Um, which... And then oh, you got a promotion. You're not useless. <laughs> you're less you're less of a useless dick than the guy who sh- shunted you up here without listening to me. So congratulations, you've just got promoted. Yeah. Uh, you got his job now. <laughs> Yeah, but where's my movie moment, man? I want my movie moment with these guys. Why not make them, give them a, the ability to teleport in with Perturabo or something? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, the, the the problem is like, uh, fuck, they they should have had some rule like if you do the whole, uh, what is it, the drop pod list that yeah. they become that they can teleport or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. Or, or they need it, to come out with a strike. Yeah, they need to come out with a transport for monstrous creatures. Couldn't they just get some dampening field in their feet and drop from orbit? Just jump off the ship? Like grav shoots. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I have an idea. What's you that? Know what Fortune what should, should do? Remember all, all the... Because you have storm eagles, whatnot, you can have contemptors in them. Yeah. yeah. They should have, like, a contemptor or a monstrous creature. Oh, Ooh. no. Now you're just going to make them uh, introduce a storm raven for 30k. So they can have the Magna Grapple on the back, transporter, <laughs> Iron Circle instead of a Dreadnought. Yeah, but that's all you... Uh, no, I, li- I like where your thinking's going, though, Freddy. I really do. I mean, no, what... but I, I think there should be some sort of way to to drop or deep strike. Like, fucking deep striking isn't that safe, really. Imagine mishapping an Iron Circle, because Petrava doesn't give you any bows on the mishap tables or whatnot, so... No. And but... they are 205 points each. So, you know, you mishap, roll that one, party in my pants if I'm your opponent. (laughs) (laughs) Party in my pants and you're obviously not invited. Just just a scenic moment when they're, if they were allowed to deep strike and they could deep strike in a circle with Bert Rob in the middle and just look awesome on the table. Uh, Yeah, I mean, um, I I think you hit the nail on the head for me, Freddie. I think it's that um, if you could have them benefit from uh Pertoroba's teleport rule yeah so they they have when they are with him if he teleports into battle they teleport in in the same way as a deep you know as a deep striking squad so yeah they come in the same way that i think would be pretty cool because they'll still stand like one turn with their pants down and take all the fire from the entire enemy army so and that would make sense as well considering they're quite durable and that's pretty much what they're there to do. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they are technically his delivery method. If you think about it, they're his, they're his delivery vehicle. They're there to get him from point A to point B without taking any damage, uh, one way, shape, or another. And a toughness, and, and toughness, toughness 7 with four wounds as well. So it takes some beating. 
Yeah, unless you're lucky. <laughs> the graviton mall is strength ten, AP two. Because I found the I found the rules down myself. Strength ten, AP two, melee, concussive, wrecker, crushing blow, and on a so on a roll of, roll of a six, they get an additional automatic hit against the target. So that's an additional strength ten, AP two hit. Yeah, but that's to make up for the them only having two attack space, I think. Yeah, I, I'm, not nice gonna care. I'm, I'm not going to be upset about that because that's basically, if you've got a full unit of six, that's 12 <laughs> attacks coming in. On average, you're going to roll probably roll two sixes. So you can end up multiplying your hits, which is against the sort of thing you could be hitting. I mean, they're, what are they, like initiative? What's their initiative? Initiative three? That's not too bad. I mean, it's still swinging after Space Marines, but it's before Terminators. Can get, but don't uh, forget uh, the trouble. Yeah, you mm. can pick your own upgrades for them. Well, take take the plus one initiative then and go up to initiative four, and then you're striking at the same time, and that just that just makes them horrible. Um, or or actually, I would probably pick the weapon skill because it don't really matter if someone hits them because they're fucking toughness seven. Yeah, you don't really have to worry about if you're going last. Petrarab is going last, so they might as well go last. But the weapon skill, I mean, your weapons, you, you're weapon skill four already. Yeah. yeah, so if you go up five, you hit on threes. You're hitting on your, I guess, yeah, if your weapon skill five against weapon skill four, you're hitting on threes. Which means that, you know, seriously, yeah. if you if you strike at the same time as the Marines, fuck, doesn't really matter. They're not going to wound you. Your toughness, <laughs> your toughness seven. You have heaps of wounds and shit and vulnerable saves and whatnot and anything that can actually hurt you power fist you'll strike the same time as anyway if you go last so i'll probably go one be better weapon skill because then i know so i'll hit on threes yeah i guess so and I Pedro guess... could probably challenge the dude with the power fist so i don't think that guy would want to accept but you know <laughs> uh, that, but that, that means that he's not going to strike at all so it's so it's like everything is just win and super win Win, super win, and then before you even get there, they just happen to have the Olympia Pattern bolt cannon on their shoulder. You know, it's a, it's a heavy bolter, effectively, um, with heavy five and pinning. Yep. So strength five, AP4, 36-inch range, heavy five, pinning. If you are running a full iron circle because you just happen to have that, that's... Because you're, you're that kind of a guy. <laughs> well, I will be if I can bloody well afford them. Um you are basically shooting down range 30, strength 5, AP4 hits, causing pinning, and they're hitting on threes. That's that's basically coming up using a heavy support squad on somebody. Um, uh, that's not bad at all. That mm -hmm. makes them pretty nasty. And they have D3 Hammer of Wrath attacks as they charge. Yep. Yep. And if I you like charge it. them, you get a disorganized charge. Because, because of their fucking awesome shields. Basically getting slammed in the face with that chunk of metal. <laughs> it hurts. Yep. I like it. Yeah, this is true. Um, but yeah, oh my god, they are pretty. They are pretty, pretty, pretty. Uh, and I'm going to do like this, because we're going to move on now, before no, you get not. stuck on just... No, we're not. No, we're not. No, shush you. Shush we you. Are gonna, we are going to move on to the... No, we're not. I'm going to give a shout-out to Little Legend Studios. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, fair enough. I'm going to give a shout out to Little London Studios because it means I get to talk about these boys for a little bit longer. Uh, Miles at Little London Studios. He has a follow him on uh, Facebook, on uh, Instagram. I think he's on Twitter as well. Uh, I think I've got him on Twitter as well. Man, he's done a beautiful paint job on these guys. Seriously, hop over to his Facebook page or find him on um, Instagram's Little Legend Studios. He's just oh, he's just nailed the metallic for me uh, in my mind and how it looks. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Chris, I, I charge you now with finding his stuff on his page and making sure it goes up in the uh, in the after episode um, stuff because it's just gorgeous. And, and he started to paint the Rubio. Well. Yeah, and it's that's the thing. It's um, it's looking really, really good. I mean, Rubio again. We talked about him last week, and the more I see this model, the better it looks and it gets for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. seeing as you seeing as you were trying to cut my hamstrings and move us on, it's eye porn. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's fourth legion porn is basically what this is, um, as far as I'm concerned. When it comes to the well, uh, considering the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, something that might uh, be on uh, the Fortwell Open Day. The right? the the big the the big, yeah, the, the, the big party bus we're talking about here the uh, the master the Iron, the Iron Warrior taxi basically. Well, the uh, I've got. Uh, who was it? I can't remember who it was from uh, the Forgotten Legion. I think I mentioned this again last time, last episode. Um, somebody suggested basically putting in four close combat or four Death Blossom Leviathan <laughs> Dreadnoughts, Siege Dreadnoughts, inside that because it's got inside the Leviathan, uh, the not the Leviathan, the uh, Mastodon, because it's got a 40 capacity, a carrying capacity. And just roll them up and then eject them on people. Inject them. <laughs> eject. Or eject. Ejaculate. Whichever you want, basically. I mean, it's it's going to be a glorious moment for whatever happens. Um, and it's just going to just going to go everywhere. And yeah, that's that's pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. Just dropping that out. Um, so can you, can you transport multiple squads? It's I think you get away with putting. Basically, you could get away with if you can't run four, you can definitely you can definitely get away with putting a talon in there. You put a, put a talon of three in there if nothing else. Uh, actually, the master can carry forty models. It may also carry up to two legion dreadnoughts or contempt dreadnoughts as part of its complement. Each dreadnought count, counting as ten models respectively. Hmm. So it oh, can't wait, wait. Did you so say it can't also? take in the weapon. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, if you take two dreadnoughts, it, you can only transport 20 troops. So okay. the Master can carry 40 models. It may also carry up to two dreadnoughts as part of its complement. So technically you can, you could put 20 models worth of troops in there. And two Contemptors. And two Contemptors. Or Legion Dreadnoughts, because they count, the Leviathan count as a Legion Dreadnought. Does it? Pretty sure. This was I'm pretty sure this was the discussion the the discussion that happened. It was uh, I'm yeah I'm pretty damn sure that that's that's what's there. Because um, I was thinking oh, can um, just, two contemptors uh, and ten butchers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, or, or maybe two contemptors. Uh, what are we gonna do? Like uh, eight. No, seven butchers, Angron, 
and that four plus feel no pain um, dude. But the the Medicaid guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how you can get uh, get the the Leviathan to count as a Legion dreadnought. Isn't it listed in the book as a Legion? No, Legion? It's, it's listed as a Leviathan siege dreadnought. Okay, fair enough then. Damn, that's that. It, that's... it, it does say that you can use uh, a dreadnought drop pod, I think, but it doesn't say that it can it count as a. I'm gonna look it up again. Yeah, mm. look it up, but I'm pretty sure you're basically pissing on my chips here and calling it vinegar. But you're right, um, so I'm gonna have to swallow that one, unfortunately. That's right. Just add well, uh, another I got, twenty. Now I got the Legion Pattern Siege Dreadnought talent in front of me. It says unit composition one, two, three Leviathan Pattern Siege Dreadnoughts. Hello. So they're called Leviathan Pattern Siege Dreadnoughts and not Legion Dreadnoughts. Uh, it's only mentioned the Legion Dreadnought in the Legion Dreadnought drop pod or Caribbean Assault Clause dedicated transport. <sighs> Bloody Mechanicum, Mechanicum, pissing on my power gaming dreams. <laughs> uh, fine. We are the only ones that are supposed to power game. But that's it actually because it says it may also carry up to two Legion Dreadnoughts or Contemptor Dreadnoughts. It's mentioned specifically Legion Dreadnoughts or Contemptor Dreadnoughts. It's not just Dreadnoughts. That's well, a, a stork word. Let's let's be fair. Let's be fair. At the end of the day, really, a Leviathan would go up, punt a, ca- a Castafer and Dreadnought out of the way and ride it anyway. Yeah. Let's be honest about that. That's what it would do. It would just go, screw you. You've got no knees. Punt. Get out of my way. I'm going to go and rock this. And off it would go. Thunder crush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> yeah. Squish. Go or the, the, the small amount of meltas on the nose of it. Yeah. Because I'm still claiming it's uh, but, uh, but the irony, though, the fucking shoebox dread. <laughs> get what kind of armor? Oh, you're kidding me. Yes, it can. That's the only thing that's really good with them. Seriously? Yeah. It's been so long since I've looked at them, I haven't even thought about it. What? Because <laughs> my shoebox dreads is surely packing. Yeah, so they should be. Um, I'm just trying to find it now. Oh wait, let me just double check what else they can take because they are pretty awesome. If that's if they can actually do more than no. Which ones? <laughs> Sorry, I'm scrolling through. I, I I'm the scrub of the group. E- I have to e- have e- a PDF version. furiously, or <laughs> I'm scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> God damn it, scrolling. Yes, scrolling. You're back on the Iron Circle pictures again, aren't you? <laughs> Don't spoil my immersion. <laughs> Sorry for anybody out there who actually knows me in person. Um, no, they have the ability to take extra armor and armored ceramite. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they get to be. They they basically don't get drooled, don't turn into drooling wrecks uh, when they get punked by uh, the boys. Yeah. So they they're actually they're actually come at me, bro. I can I can take you. Um, compared to everything else. <laughs> which is really good for Son Matalis. Yes, which we will talk about later. We will get oh, yeah. to everything later. Then <laughs> um, we could also mention the Legion of Starters. Age of Darkness Armor List, limited edition. It's on there. The, 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 pretty, the pretty black book, which, if I remember rightly, made uh, Freddy make some very funny noises last time. Yep. It's, it's research material for scanners, right? 
They need to sell it now so I can buy it. You hear that, Forge World? There's a man with his credit card. He's pulling it out of a block of ice. Make it happen. He wants to buy stuff. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we? I have, I have this burning sensation in my groin, and it needs to be settled. We, we, we talked about this. That's probably why you have the burning sensation is all the resin that you're rubbing down there. <laughs> Can't help myself. <laughs> Fair point. At least you're honest about it, man. You know where your addiction lies, and you, you know that you're uh, you're never going to try and fix it. So it's all good. <laughs> oh man. So what, what else? Um, what else was there? There was something else. Was there something else rumored to be available at um, the? Nope. Open day is just those those two very fine pieces of produced yeah. Forge World goodness. Because yeah, next one was just next. Uh, the bulletin for today was just their event hobby challenge. Ooh. Where they have challenged them, challenged uh, three members of the specialist brands team, or blah 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 blah, and they challenged them each other to complete stuff before events, so they actually make stuff for themselves as well. They are blah 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 blah. Exactly. Okay, okay then. They are Andy, the special brands product manager; James Hewitt, special brands writer; and Chris Drew, special brands model designer. Okay, and what are they doing? Uh, Andy is working on a rhino in cobalt ammonium desert camouflage. Ooh. Paint scheme from the early days of Warhammer 40,000. Oh, I and, remember that. That's, yeah. that's, oh, that's uh, cool. Andy is also having. There's a White Scars Legion tactical squads that was shown at the Horse Heresy Weekender. And the Scimitar Yest bikes at Warmer Fest. And then Chris. Uh, Posted some black shields, and James is in the photo catching up on some much-needed sleep on his desk. So fair enough. Well, uh, it, so it's, it's quite a nice bulletin, actually. It's, it's. I'd like to say it's very nice of Forge World to actually put out a bulletin like that because I feel like that we can name drop properly without actually knowing who these people are and feel like we have that deep personal connection with uh, with the Warhammer world and with. Um, you know the crew there uh, and again without actually the, having a clue who the hell these people are um, but we love them because they bring us our hobby and, and these people are the specialist specialist brands as well so they're, they're just as cool they're just they're, they're all part of the big forge world yeah, that's, family this is interesting i think that they were actually managed to show them off so to speak i think it's i think it's very very cool uh, so we could mention something that's out of black library now Go on then. What have you got for us? Uh, some new messenger bags, t-shirts, and mugs and bookmarks. There seems to be more than there were before. Because we've got we've some new, about new, new bits and pieces hanging out there, have they? Like a mark of the Sigilite messenger bag, if you want that. If that's your sort of. Yep. I, oh, I almost. Yes, I, I'm not going I do to. think. I do think them. Some of these were available before, but uh, anyway. Well, it's, cool. it's, it's nice to see some. Uh, merchandise is actually available outside of the events yeah it is it is nice i mean it's it's one of the things that uh i hope they're they're going to keep improving on is doing things like that because it's lovely they've got the the events that they do i absolutely love them uh i think it's a great thing for the hobby but so many of us don't live within within the uk and it can be an objectionable expense to go all the way over for a day or even two days. That being said, I still want to do it at some point, but um, you know, it, it can be a bit much. 
It's like the yearly pilgrimage to Mecca. Yeah, we we have to go over and bow at Holly Goodwin and uh, Joe Goodwin's feet and uh, Jarvis Johnson. And I'm just going to throw names out there to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like well, I sound uh, like I know who these people are. Yes, Goodwin is quite a nice guy, actually. Yeah, I, I I believe he is. Um, I believe he is, and I, I won't lie. The the transfers I have my Iron Warrior transfer sheet uh, next to me, and to be fair, Holly Goodwin and the team do a fantastic job of putting all that stuff together, and we love them for it. Yeah, if I wasn't married, I'd fucking remarry just to get you know. To, to be fair, tra- you... just to get custom transfers. That's <laughs> not the thing. If you weren't married, you'd spend way more on resting. Uh, that's that's the thing. Bro, uh, uh, <laughs> if someone knew about my hobby, I would never get married. Why, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if, if somebody found out, you'd be in trouble. <laughs> you'd never get anywhere. Um, but yeah, seriously, though, uh, shout out to the guys there. And the the, uh, the open day looks like a lot of fun. Um, good catch on the, uh, the bulletin there, Chris. It's, not, like I said, it's nice, nice to see stuff happening. One thing I do want to talk about, though, and uh, this is kind of going over to the, uh, going away from the forge and over to the main GW whole thing. So we may have to have a wash after this because it might feel a bit dirty. Um, is somebody somewhere has has uh, fucked up as usual, and there has been a leak of the uh, some upcoming releases, I should say, of some uh, space New containers. Oh, I was going to say some Age of Sigmar stuff. Oh, yeah, the Sigmarines and Age of Shipmar and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the uh, no, the um, the uh, new 40k scenery coming up, the uh, armoured container or the armed containers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> maybe they're, they're for America because they've combat got containers. combat containers with their right to bear arms. Wouldn't they be like strategic combat containers then? Uh, strategic stealth uh, patterned, you know, hunting containers. I don't know, maybe. Um, and they're bringing out a range of bases, new ba- new bases and basing materials. So actual detailed plastic, buy them in a clam pack, I'm guessing, or box. Uh, or bag. Or ba- whatever. Buy them in some form of point-of-sale packaging Um amount of round bases and i've seen i've seen some numbers that are like uh 20 british pounds for 60 bases in mixed sizes that sounds ridiculously cheap yeah considering they spend they cost it costs something ridiculous to buy just 10 bases yeah it's crazy um i i don't know where where these numbers have come from i've had a look at the pictures online and i've not been able to discern the the price of them um because you blow the pictures up high enough they get extremely grainy um but yeah i i don't know i i i i wanted to mention this because it could be extremely good for the hobby i think it's it's nice that gw finally finally getting around to this sort of stuff that isn't on a fine cast model or a special character or something along those lines so just looking at the regular citadel bases take the citadel 32 millimeter round 10 pack it's 45 kroner so that's like four pounds <laughs> yeah something around that four pounds for yeah we we work on a 10 to 1 ratio over here it costs us um it costs about, us 10 crowns for about a pound ish it's actually about 12 crowns but... we don't even want to work that out in dollary dues because at the end of the day we'll never get there um and they've, they've spend all night <laughs> 
big big shout out to the Mexican Orc uh, page. He seems to get um, seems to get a lot of stuff ahead of time, and there's some new paints coming out as well. I mean, there's they're doing gloss shades, so like Null Oil, Reichlin Flesh, and Agrax Earth Shade with gloss oh. tint to them. Wonder if those are like a mix of a GW wash with the shininess from their old inks, basically. Could be. Like Don't know. Instead, uh, you could just buy ink. Yeah. Regular painter, artist ink. Yeah, and then they're um, they're also doing some technical gemstone paints. So they've got a red, a blue, and a green, which I'm sure have uh, oh. specific names. Gloss varnish with uh, ink in it, then. <laughs> Probably. And then they've got um, some new layer paints coming out, which I can't read. Um, so, yeah, lots of stuff coming out at GW. I mean, what do you guys think about this towards 30k? I don't like the containers because they're not my style, but it's nice that they're making some. Yeah. Well, the containers, the guns I'm, I'm the thinking you, you could probably fix them heaps. Uh, you don't have to have the guns and shit on there. Oh. Uh, more train is always good because I usually kit bash the train kits from... Uh, yeah. GW anyway but uh, I love the bases it's about fucking time yeah. and I know people that are like obsessed obsessed with plastic are going to enjoy these because then they don't have to buy those resin bases and uh, or make their own plastic. or make them own make their own yeah yeah some of but, us do that some of us just do individual bases for every model they have which means that my mechanicum army will have currently i think uh, nine infantry models <laughs> just so you don't have to make them <laughs> Dude. okay yeah uh, mm-hmm. well uh, they are uh, salax so they are quite pricey anyhow but... fair, fair enough but yeah, so you, you're on board with these then, Freddie, yeah? Yeah, I like, I don't complain. Anything that can be cr- cross-pollinated into 30K is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Although I do do think I, I want to shoot the person who comes up with the puns for um, their white dwarf leets, you know, create expectations. Oh. Uh, yeah, that, that was kind of my response too. Uh, that's, that's even worse than th- those you do. Hey, I'm pretty bad. Uh, that's the thing. I, I get, I've got the power of dad jokes, man. I mean, you know, as a father, it's my, I, I totally feel it is my right to be a complete and utter bastard with puns. At least it's not weird, weird words like fightsome, like we had last week. Fightsome. <laughs> it's from the Oruk entry. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, oh, here it is. Um, just looking at the, just to look at the Mexico Walk page. 32 millimeter round bases, 60 of them for 26 euros. Oh. So I don't know what that equates. It's about 260 krona, 300 krona. 260, 265. So it depends on what uh, price gap they put them in. Could be 270 or 300. For 60 bases. Well, that makes sense because there's 100 uh, for like 300. Yeah. Regular plastic ones. So, yeah, it could be good. I mean, it could be, uh, again, personally, it doesn't fit my army so well, but it does give me options for specific units and things, which is kind of cool. But the uh, just looking at the armor container stuff, um, it reminds me of Infinity a lot for some reason. 
the sort of now they now they're producing what seems to be terrain you can open and lay down and walk through. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why I got the containers from Warsenal, I think, for Infinity. Yeah. Because they can be used to, to they can remove the doors and if you build a Solmortalis table of them, basically. Yeah. Like a container it's like, yard. It's like those Spartan scenic stuff I used for uh, Lincoln. They're fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's it never hurts to have a, have versatile terrain. Yeah, it just seems like a, a big a big departure for GW making that sort of stuff because it's it seemed to be very um, blocky beforehand. Um, I yeah. mean, some of the kits are really good. Don't get me wrong. I really uh, like some of their older stuff. Um, but yeah, it just felt for me that their their stuff sort of feel very blocky and very solid with their. Um, with their productions. You mean, what are you trying to say for every all the other listeners? He's trying to say very ungothically. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Freddie. That was the phrase I was looking for. Very gothic. Um, so, yeah, they seem to have added another. Uh, but that's, uh, that's the thing, right? They did uh, get a new plastic facility, I think, for plastic casting. Yeah, I, 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 I wish I knew uh, somebody who could yeah, drop a name, that, but I don't. That's why people are. The rumors say that they're going to release a bit of a bigger kits as well going forwards. Yeah. Because they have the tech. Not only technology, but we, we know they have technology for. The facilities. They have the facilities as well as the technology to design all these uh, awesome kits that they're producing. Because they have really stepped up their game these past years. Even if you don't really have to like the Sigmarines or anything like that, they're still nicely designed models, actually. Yeah, yeah fair point. They, they really are. And again, I think I've said that before. And then that gets us all the way onto the Oryx, which just makes perfect Ulanor Orcs. Yeah. Um, or the Chaos, uh, new Chaos Warriors. That could, yeah. could be, despite all the skulls and Chaos symbols, made into like World Eater champions or something for a late heresy World Eater army. Which could be pretty cool. Which could be very cool, actually. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah. Get, so so forty. forty sorry, Chris. Go on. I was going to say, don't get me wrong. It will take a bit of converting. You can't don't just put a bolter on him and feel happy with it because he still looks way too much corn. Yeah, but I get I get what you're saying as far as the idea is concerned. Um, so yeah, that's sort of forty k into thirty k, I guess in the. In a non-direct model way, you should uh, really take uh, the opportunity if you find a model that you think would fit in any, from any game system. Really, yeah, convert, convert it up and make it look 30k, and it would probably be all, all right. Hmm. Actually, the, the, I've been having a conversation with um, a time of recording, I should say, uh, not a time of release. I've been having a conversation with uh, or adding to a conversation with Trevor uh, Goddard on our Facebook page about uh, what to use as a war boss miniature. Yeah. And I think you've, you've jumped in on there as well, Chris. Maybe you're uh, Freddy. I'm not sure who it is. But, uh, yeah, it was me. Yeah, it's mentioned the yeah. Trollkin. Yeah, the... looking at the war machine models. Yeah. Because the, I think the, the Kadar, uh, Kador, not Kadar. I used to play Kador. I should remember how to pronounce their damn name. The Kador um, Warjacks, very big, very heavy, very... Uh, it depends on the look you want, because you could go like Trollkin War Beast as well. Yeah, I, I get the feeling he's going. The vibe I'm getting is that yeah. he's going for the Ashen Fire style. 
Um, it's which, just how much how much time you want to put into sculpting armor for them. Which is very true as well. It's either sculpt armor one way or sculpt muscles the other. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I really I really like that. And then uh, it, it tends to be easier to sculpt sculpt armor, but. Yeah, if it's or you just nail on some plastic card squares. <laughs> Which I won't lie is pretty much my plan for doing it when I get around to actually building some orcs. Is just you know doesn't look orky enough. Cut some plastic card, nail it on. There we are. Yeah. Jobs are good, and now it looks he, more. Orky. He did mention that he was looking for the mega dread as well. Yeah, that's true. So if any listener knows someone have a mega dread spare. Yeah, give Trevor a shout on the. Uh, on the Facebook page and maybe hook him up if that's something he's interested I, in going with. I have fuckloads of orcs, but I stopped it, stopped collecting after like uh, fourth edition. Yeah, they still look the same for three more editions. Yeah, not a whole lot of new stuff came in coming out for them. Although just I do big, just big stuff. Although I won't lie, the um, the uh, Orkanaut kits are rather awesome. I've got a friend of mine who's uh, actually got both and has bought himself a Stomper, and they are awesome in the same space together. Um, I, do, I, do, I do have a spare Stomper. <laughs> if you want one. Shush. <laughs> Shush, stop trying to pedal. Stop pedaling that plastic mm. crack at me at the moment. I'm, I'm dealing with Freddy at the moment. I'm probably dealing with Jens over Battlefleet Gothic stuff at some point. So Spe- even speaking, be. speaking of, you will have the cruise, the light cruiser, the Dauntless light cruiser, the lance version, and not the torpedo one. Yeah. And uh, three sword class uh, escorts on the way. Yeah, time to nail more. Uh, time to nail some plastic cards to those as well. Then. Yeah. Um, I did. I did manage to send it off after the. They had emptied the post office for today, though, so it will arrive sometime this week. That's cool. I'm working every hour under the sun this week, so I'm, I'm fine with that. So then it will be, be a nice reward for working. At some point, yeah. Speaking of which, I'm, I'm uh, before uh, I'm just going to ramble on about my life for a few seconds before we actually move into our next segment. Um, I'm actually staring down the barrel of a contract of employment, I believe. So... Um, if this all goes through in the next couple of weeks, which would be very awesome, I am promising myself a few bits from Forge World. Nothing crazy. I'm just going to get myself that etched brass kit and some Iron Warrior specific Mark III shoulder pads, I think. And the right. second second night, so you can run nights for your Iron Warriors for Scandus, right? Uh, shush you. Um, I'm seriously thinking about Renegade actually getting Rene- a copy of Renegade at some point and see if I can split that with someone oh, yeah. um, so basically yeah, yeah. Uh, we split the costs, I get I get the um, the knights and they get the scenery is my thinking um, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a fair, fair swap awesome deal yeah I yeah. think so totally that seemed, that's completely legit as far as I'm concerned um, may not get me talked to for a while but hey you know stuff happens um well, it's a f- nice. The box is a nice deal. Yeah, the box. The is deal a very... you proposed is not a nice deal. <laughs> it is for me. For you. Yeah. Well, always, always be looking that way. Um, now, here, I was going to offer to share one with you, but that's. Oh, Chris, you're a good man. I never knew you needed terrain. That's so good of you. I do uh, need. I do need a, a plastic knife. So I can use it as terrain for my warhound. 
Well, then we'll have to split a box, and I will take only the one because you're a close friend. I won't, I won't mess you about with that deal. But if I find somebody else who's interested in the the original deal, all the better. We'll we'll work that out. You so maybe I, so maybe I should just you know do that to sabotage for Chris. Yeah. How many of those boxes have you bought by now, pretty? Uh, I only have one. Come on, seriously, I'm not a nutcase. And we're about to go and talk about that solar auxiliary army, <laughs> my friend. You've let yourself well into that line there. So, speaking of, speaking of, should speak, we yeah, speaking of, speaking go of, into the weird list concept then? Let's, let's go into the, uh, the, the sort of now, now regular um, host list section. And uh, whilst it's, it might not be, I don't know, maybe it is a weird list for all those solar auxiliary players out there who hear this and go, what the fuck? Um... But Freddie, you you have maybe a, a slight confession to make. I don't know if it's a confession or you need to admit something of what you may have done recently. Well, you know, because I was going outfield, I needed somehow to, you know, I don't know, put some uh, moisturizing on my asshole or something. Uh-huh. So I, I spontaneously bought a solar auxiliary army. How big a solar auxiliary army? Just just for the, to, to explain the spontaneity. Oh, it, it, it's not big at all. It's uh, two solar auxiliary squads, mm-hmm. a rapier batter like uh, with the molten lasers. Yeah. And the commander I already had because that's a solar Macarius. Yeah. Uh, metal model. Nice. It's not, not that big. Uh huh. And a vanquisher. Uh huh. Yeah. And. Uh, Nine of those uh, kind of Volkite Culverin Cannon Lemurosis. Uh, is that a carronade or something on it? Yeah. It's called? That's just a sweet tank. It is a sweet tank. So you felt you, felt you needed nine then? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't, fault, I can't fault that reasoning. I, I can't fault that reasoning, but let's discuss that reasoning because I think that might be a good thing. So, uh, but the problem is, uh, so I sat down and hmm, how can I make this into a list? Oh, I'll 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 make it into a three thousand point list. <laughs> and I realized that, ooh, if I add all of this together, all I actually is missing is a warhound, and then I have three thousand points. So you had seven hundred fifty points spare then. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So did you order the warhound? I haven't had time. I've been away. <laughs> so the only thing that, that that stopped you from going completely full retard, as you put it, is the the fact that you had a you you had some war games to attend. Um, yeah. So so when you, the question is, first of all, when are you ordering the warhound? Oh, fuck, I have to. I don't know. I I I made like I to, I locked myself into a cupboard and I talked to myself and I said. You're not allowed to order the Warhound until you glued all the shit together that you just bought. That's the bare minimum standard. Fair enough. You are actually enacting some self-discipline here, Freddie. I'm trying. I know. I have problems. Yeah, yeah. you really do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm talking about yeah. spending problems. Spending problems. Uh, it's, it's never a spending problem. So, anyway. So problems not spending list. too much. <laughs> I have no idea if it's a good list or if it's a bad list, but it's a fucking cool list. Yeah. So just take us through the whole list again and sort of go, go through in a bit more detail what you were thinking of, if there is more detail than what you've already said. Okay, well, the thing is, I'll have 
the cheapest HQ unit you can have, which is one of those. Uh, I can't. Well, you have the book there, don't you, Chris? Uh, not that one, I think. Oh, you failed me for the last time. Uh, Hang on, is that book? Is that book four? Conquest. Book four. Give me a second. I'll bring yeah. it up now. Uh, give me a couple of seconds. By the magic of editing, I will not have taken this pause out, so we're just going to keep talking while I try and find or, it. Or actually, you will keep it because it makes it kind of fun. I'll keep it in there. I'm too. I'm <laughs> way too lazy to um, to actually edit this right. stuff out. I really am. I should be more organised in my editing, but uh, no. Um, where is that freaking Horace Heresy? All right, I'll, I'll be I'll be a responsible kind of co-host, and I'll actually open my list. That would be useful. That that would actually make things a hell All of a right. lot easier. Legate Commander. Thank you. Fifty-five points. Yes, we have upgraded him from the standard points. Then. <laughs> yeah. That well, uh, I give him Artificer Armor because I thought the Solar like uh, Lord Commander. What's his face? He has so much fucking massive armor on him. He's got uh, so much bling. He has so much bling. It it should probably be counted as some sort of artificial. That's just armor. Uh, just a short note. That didn't the original Games Workshop painted one basically wear white and gold? Yep. <laughs> That's all he had in the way of color. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Anyway, stop distracting from the list. Oh, of... uh, uh, anyway, so I have him. I have two. Auxilia tank commanders. Okay. Know, I, I, Fair gonna enough. Be, they're going to be a few tanks, so I might as well have some Maybe tank commanders. Maybe a few tanks, yeah. And then we have uh, Auxilia Infantry Turkio, or whatever the fuck they're called. Turkeys. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, like uh, which is Turkio. basically the last rife section. Uh, a sergeant with melter bombs, a power weapon, and uh, the troop monster upgrade. Uh huh. Two of those. Sounding good. Because it's cool. And then uh, an auxiliary raper battery with um, you know, the fucking uh, multi laser. Mm -hmm. Just because it feels a lot of solar auxiliary. And then we have an auxiliary Lehman Russ vanquisher. Wang vanquish. Wankisher. A wanker. Vanquisher. Vanquisher. Sorry, I'm I'm up on beer twelve here. Good man. Well, you've been drinking ah. since yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, I've been drinking since he got home. He hasn't stopped. <laughs> we we break for no one. Anyway, uh, with extra armor, last cannon, pinto mounted multi laser, and it's pretty cool because it has the exploratory and like all the upgrades for solar exterior for the Lima Russes are pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, everyone knows the Vanquish. <laughs> <laughs> just go with the, it man just go with it you said it now the long barreled battle cannon Ooh, tank counter cannon basically uh, yeah Boomstick. yeah it's very nasty uh we have a primus lightning strike fighter no. well why with, not with all the bells and whistles so to and like every time you see it it's 235 points and this is no difference so cracker penetrators all the jazz mm. It's because I always take things that has the word penetrating in. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, and then we have the Auxilia Lima Russ Incinerator. Ooh. First squad has three of them. Each one of them have extra armor, last cannon, pintle mounted multi laser. <laughs> then we have 
three of them. Another three of them. Same, same. And then we have a Warhound Scout, Scout Titan. But I haven't gone like total mental, so I just go like a double barrel turbo laser destruction and a Titan plasma blast gun. Okay. And that is the 3000 points army. So, so the fluff behind this is that the solar exilia makes planet fall. The yeah. poor dudes run out from the troop transporter, uh, secure the LZ, which is landing zone for your civilian fucking mongrels. And, we, know, uh, <laughs> we know what that is. We know what that LZ is, man. Don't judge yeah. us. Well, I'm sorry, mate. Uh, and then the fucking big massive landers comes down and unleashes tanks and they go on the offensive and take ground. So a rolling armor list, effectively. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, you're kind of dropping down and then uh, roll off. So I'll, I'll use the... There's not a lot of troops in here. There's really uh, <laughs> There's really, like, none. But the, the, the thing is that the troops will hold ground or advance slowly behind the armor. World War One style. Okay. Or it's too bad they can't do like uh, Russian World War Two when they were sitting on the tanks, going across field. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'm thinking my other option is maybe uh, swapping the Warhound with two knights, Ooh. and then see if I get some points over. And uh... or actually, I probably won't get any points over. Okay. That depends on what kind of knights are you planning to take. If you take the stock stock knights, you yeah, probably get one. it in. Yeah, because you can't you can't take two of the more expensive Serastus ones because they're over four hundred points each. I think. How, many, how many points are the cheapest ones? Three ninety, three seventy five, something like that. Uh, not yeah. cheap. They're still not cheap, no matter what happens. Hmm. I'm gonna. Are they the same cost in the Tagmata book as in the regular? I think they are, yeah. And I'm guessing because I don't just have them. Then I could just uh, look it up. Yeah. At least the uh, non-upgraded ones. Uh, the indentured uh, or, or the knight errant is 370, and the paladin is 375. Yeah. Without upgrades. Yeah. At they least don't... for the mechanicum. So that's 600, 740, so 50. Yeah, so it's going to be two of them. Yeah, it could make nice uh, flanking for the tanks. Yeah, so probably maybe go because I have the the knight thingy. I, I could probably go with them. That's kind of cool. So two it knights. Would, I'm not sure how exactly it would perform in like a city fight, but I have the same problem with my army, so I can't really say anything about that. Yeah, but I, I'm not like. Anything that has any kind of mass infantry, I'm not worried about. But taking care of like heavy infantry or heavy armor, yeah. it's going to be a problem. Well, the best part is you can just uh, line up the Lehman Rosses and send a massive beam of Volkite death across the field. Yeah, heavy five, <laughs> the flag rate, strength yeah. seven. Yeah, strength <laughs> seven versus, uh, that's going to hurt a lot. So, hello, Castellax. <laughs> well, I, I, I'd say even though a Warhound would be quite if nice to have with that list, 
because because the movement rules for that it's uh, depending on how much you want to shoot is depending on how fast you can run with it because you can uh, sacrifice just fire one weapon and move faster or yeah. Sacrifice both weapons to move even faster. I think the knights would be better because uh, you. Well, it's not, not all not the egg, eggs in one basket. Yeah, so. exactly. It's yeah. not that hard to kill a warhound. And I'm thinking about taking one one of each, one pal- palatine and one. Um, what's that other one? Uh, errant. Errant. Because the one you... has that mega magma blaster, doesn't it? Like a the gigantic melter gun version, yeah. Yeah, and the other one has a battle cannon. Twin link to uh, it's a. Twin linked or two shot battle cannon? Shot, I think. Yeah, but yeah. both of them have the D close combat weapon. Yeah, the D or the D chainsword. Yeah, which means that they can go in and close combat stuff yeah. like really nasty. And then, yeah. then you have the up updates as well from uh, the FAQ that was released in January, where you okay. can get uh, the. Uh, uh, the following additional knight types, Knight Warden, Knight Gallant, and Knight Crusader from Codex Imperial Knights are also available in the army list in the same manner as the Questorius Knight errant. For the Questorius Knight, oh, it's only for the Questorius Knight Crusade army list. Sorry. But how many points are they? I am i don't have the Knight Codex, I don't know, but they can still be upgraded and stuff like that. I there think they're in the three, three, but, uh, 380, 390 range, I think, at least. And actually, so they, it's uh, the Questorius Knight Crusade, so you're going with allies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then it's no problem, because uh, then you can have them upgraded. And they can also take the... If you only go for the Paladin and the, and the Errant, you can go for the Missile Pod, the Auto Cannon, or the Rocket Pod as well. Which is all pretty sweet. The the Auto Cannon got the Interceptor Skyfire linked one. That's that's useful, and because uh, I've got a friend of mine who has um, who has them for uh, his 40k list, and they are they're pretty brutal. They use they're really really useful for um, bringing people down. I'm just having a look now because it looks like the I mean you've got the box box already, Freddie. You said you've yep. got you've got the uh, upgrade options in the actual in the box there, or at least the chaos one has like the. Well, the supposed Chaos Knight has the claw and all that sort of jazz. So I'm guessing you can upgrade them yeah, all you, effectively. You can't, and you can take the Warden, Gallant, and Crusader. Yeah. You get a bit more options if you go with the. Mm. But I think point point wise, I'm kind of stuck with the. Yeah. It's, Basically, offer suffer, offer up tanks for points if you want to. Yeah, but I, I don't want to offer up. I know. Tanks. If I know. only you could take an entire armored army that didn't require any, you know, human sacrifice units. <laughs> I think it, it'll it'll be the one with the melter gun and and the one with the battle can. Yeah, yeah makes which sense. is also, it feels more heresy anyway than using the forty k knights. Yeah. yeah, the basic, the basic, the basic sort of knight paladin, knight errant. Yeah, and also they they were the most common ones, so yeah, yeah, in, in the fluff. Very true. So it kind of goes. Also, you can al- you can also justify it with they're only in the FAQ so far. They're not in a book. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't want to just play FAQ once. I yeah, really. And course. that's easier because then I have to don't have to buy the fucking Imperial Knight list as well. Yeah, that's uh, like four hundred or so. 
those codexes are insanely and, expensive. And that's like half half the Renegade box. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it? Actually, the Codex Imperialis Knights is uh, going to switch back to SCKs or Kroner. This is really interesting radio. Uh, it's great radio. Yeah. Uh, the Codex Imperial, Imperial Knight is 300. Alright. And, uh, ooh, you bad, have, but... you are, so you haven't bought this uh, set then? The Imperial Knights and Sector Imperialis collection? Oh, the big, so, the big multi board uh, game. Get, uh, about? Uh, you get, uh, <laughs> Sector Imperialis gaming board, which is six 2x2 two two tiles. And, uh, like, three boxes of, uh, <laughs> the renegade box. Oh yeah, three. So basically, it's the realm of battle, the Sectorial Sector Imperialis realm of battle board, six knights, and the terrain that comes with the three inadequate pieces of line of sight blocking terrain for that, and um, yeah, basically a whole lot of shooty shooty death. Uh, the reason I would seven, never ever eight. buy that uh, is because there's no discount. <laughs> This is true. So I'll buy uh, them separately. Just yeah. To prove about considering it. that it's uh, 6,960 kroner. Ouch. Yeah. That's uh, more more than a reaver cost, I think. Pretty sure, just, actually. Just, yeah. just about. Depend on how you kit out a reaver if you want a missile launcher on top or not. And I'd rather have a reaver. Because yeah. reavers are cool. <laughs> exactly. Unless you're a firefly flan. Flan? Flan? Fan. Unless you're a fan of Firefly, so you're a brown coat, then they're pretty fucking scary, to be fair. Um, they've all got a bit bibbledy in the head. Um, eh, so, to yeah. say the least. Hmm? So what, anyway, what do you think about the list? I think your list is awesome. I think you this one thing you need... Because now I bought it, you, you can't say anything else. <laughs> no, I, I, honestly, I, if I didn't think it was any good, I'd tell you and then giggle a bit because you spent all the money on it, but then you'll probably just roll up against me and kick my ass with it anyway. So it's okay. Uh, I still have the opinion that Warhound is cool, but the Knights are probably more versatile. Not as deadly ranged, but uh, they still have to focus fire on two targets instead of one. Well, on the upside, you might have sent, saved me like a fuckload of money because I do have the two two knights, and it, yeah. and it gives me a reason to glue it together. Hey. Also, I know how much a warround costs because I just got one. So, <laughs> so yeah, fair is fair all around. So what, well, I have one request of you, Freddy, if you can if you can do it with one of your tank commanders. He needs to be standing out of the t- or on the top of the tank somewhere. Holding a Volkite above him, saying, "This is my tomb stick." <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Beautiful. So you, should, so you shouldn't put the tank commander waving a sword with the, the tagline. Actually, closer, that's I the other one. That's, he's got two tank commanders in that <laughs> list, man. Actually, actually, what I'm thinking about is trying to find. Well, one of the tank commanders is obviously going to go with the long-barreled battle cannon tank, yeah. <laughs> and the other one gets a stock standard fucking incinerator. Uh, but what what I want to do is I want to see if I can get hold of the knight pilot dude, the one with the helmet in the hand. Oh, the um, yeah, yeah, Scion. the Scion guy. And take a saw and saw him off and have him in the turret because I want Ooh, yeah. I, I, because it looks solar auxiliary in his armor. It really does, yeah. actually. And you know, with the twirling mustaches, that's just the shit. 
Yeah, it's a I really nice I, model. Because I don't, I can't be fucked uh, green stuffing mustaches, my dudes. <laughs> I have a, have him on my painting table. It's a really nice model. Yeah, and I, I having seen uh, Michael Cantrell's one and yours, Chris, I, I want to own one now. Um, that, that, actually, Michael is the reason I saw his photos posted on the Diaphors site, and I thought, damn, I really must finish mine. It's such a beautiful model, though. That's the thing. It's really, you know, it's a really good uh, model. And he's been basically base coated for five or six months. Or so. Yeah, then you did that model deserves that attention by the sounds of it. Oh, I have so many things base coated. <laughs> talking years here, <laughs> months. It's basically I need to duplicate myself. Why? I have an army to paint. God damn it! I need to. I need to focus. Just you know, somebody clone me so they can go to work and I can sit here and paint. Yeah, uh, but no, seriously, man. The the army is is going to be fun to see, and I think if you've got the um, the two uh, what do you call it the the two knights over the warhound, if you go down that route, I think you're going to have a bit more fun on the battlefield, and you're going to have a little more fun um, painting and all that sort of jazz. So well, I think that's going to be very cool. My my goal is to have it fully painted for Scandus. Fair enough. To be used as one of the buy armies. I would use as one of the buy armies. I might just forget my army then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oops. <laughs> what happened to your army? I left it at home. Um, left it. Left it on the train. I, I, I left it in the hotel room. That's what's that? Five minutes away. Yeah, but it's like five minutes away. I need to play that army. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play all the tomb. God damn it! Let me play the tomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Well. Thanks for that, Freddie. I love. I, I genuinely can't wait to see this at Scandus. It's going to be awesome, and um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm sure somebody out there is thinking, "How do I get my hands on that army?" Oh, I have one more question. Oh. Yeah. What do you have a paint scheme in mind? Oh, good call. Uh, yes, I do. Quick. But, uh, <laughs> a quick paint I scheme. Haven't really, I haven't really decided. The problem is the knights. Because I, I bought one of those World War Two, uh, World War Two kind of. Um, I think it's the Flames of War spray, and it's uh, like army gray green or whatever. Yeah. The, and, the German one. No, no, no. It, it's a different one. It's if you remember the Solar Auxilia, it's kind of the gray and the gold tanks yeah. and stuff that Fortress done. It's kind of similar that like that one. Just oh. a little, 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 like tiny, tiny touch of of more to the greenish side. But you can hardly notice it, so it's very similar to that one. But the problem is, I was planning to paint my knights in that, but now I'm thinking about fuck that would look nice on the entire army. Uh-huh. But that means I have to do the knights in some different way, and I can't fucking figure out how I'm gonna paint. You could go for a camouflage scheme on the tanks, though. Yeah, I know, but I, I kind of, I want the because it's solar auxilia. I want them to feel like kind of. A, what do you call it? Uh, kind of spaceship gray. Ah, uh, so like mass produced. No, it's just that they are really fleet based, and it just happens that you know they just landed and they have. To yeah, like something. they like more of a rapid, rapid response force that don't. Yeah. Have time to paint it in the. Well, like a, it, a, a, a initial spear, like a, a spear the spearhead landing force, something like that. Yeah, that's right. Well, they just drop down and they 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 do the securing work and then uh, 
when it comes around to actually going out to do the, the well, big they, battling. Well, the thing is, with, like with camouflage and shit, uh, they're not really meant to be staying a long time in the war zone and adapt yeah. to the environment. They used to like they deploy from from spaceships. Yeah, they go down and they fuck things up, and then they well, once the militia or the space marines or whoever comes afterwards deploy, then they just fuck off into space again. Yeah. yeah. And if uh, you can, it's also rational because if they are being forced to stay longer in a engagement zone, they, they could just like whitewash them if they're in the snow or similar. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you, whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter if they are a stock color when they land. Yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. I like the. Uh, do you know something? The the part of me is thinking like just go completely, completely opposite on the color scheme. And then I was just trying to think what might be a good color. And do you know what came to mind? Tudorberg came to mind. Tudorberg. Yeah, was, but, uh, Tim's Tim's um, Tim's uh, from the Iron Forest. Uh, yeah, his Atlas. Orangey. Yeah, uh, sort of bright orangey sort of color, kind of a, a a deal maybe. I don't know, but something that's completely opposite because for me and this is just going on to all, all sort of knights and knights and above i'd like to think that they go maybe we should be a little more subtle but i also get the feeling that they go fuck it let's paint it bright yellow and put flames on it because we're not gonna hide uh, somebody's gonna see <laughs> us coming so fuck uh, it the ninth the knights need to be kind of semi flamboyant yeah i i got that idea Either rough industrial or flamboyant. There's not, yeah. nothing in between. You could uh, do a bit uh, flamboyantly rough, so to speak. I know your favorite color is rice or rust. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually, it could be. Quite I heard cool. the twitch then. I yeah, actually yeah. heard actually, you twitch then. It could be quite cool to do the large armor panels. Do, do the large rust. armor panels in like a rust color, and then have Ooh. like a silver black trim or something like that. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that the thing that's going to de- decide what I'm going to paint them as is what's in Alpha Spell's uh, spray can supply. That's that's fair enough. <laughs> that's and, and, and find something that kind of matches the theme with the grey green. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, the the sort of bright color, some sort of bright juxtaposition color. Well, there's supposed to be so, some new games workshop new sprays and stuff. I think there's like a Mechanicum blue or whatever. So uh, Mechanicus standard grey. I know it because I can see the can from my where I'm sitting. Right, what, what's the color of that? Like, is it grey or is it something else? It's a grey grey. I could try to send you a color sample of it ah, later. Okay, but what what else do they have? I am uh, actually gonna. La, 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 uh, Hang on again. Great radio. Let's just. Uh, <laughs> Everyone keeps sprays. They got uh, Retributor armor spray, which is the gold one. That could be uh, that's blingy. <laughs> that's really, really gold. And then the Mornfang brown one, which is the old bestial brown, I think. Yeah. Uh, the Macrag blue, Mephiston red, Mechanical Standard grey, Caliban green spray, which is the the uh, dark angels. Uh, less than lovely green dark angels color. Okay. And then there's a Sandry dust, uh, lead belcher, which is new bolt and metal, chaos black, Corax white, and purity seal. That's all they have. And the lead belcher is a brilliant base cover because I use it for all my Iron Warrior models. That's cheating. You should use uh, gilding wax for iron colors. 
Shut up, you. <laughs> but, yeah. Shut up, you. I want to paint this army before the end of the year. I did that for all my iron hands I painted last summer. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, whatever. Well, I guess I'll just have to have a look because they have other brands as well. Yes. Yeah, they got uh, quite a few brands actually. Yeah, yeah. It's usually like the plastic solely ones are pretty good, and the flexible ones are pretty yeah. good. And mm. they got the army painter as well. Or, yeah, army painter. I've got the. Good. I've actually got the army painter electric blue. Um, I've got that for. Um, which I don't know if it's too bright, but I got that for a Necron scheme that I'm doing for my wife's uh, 40k army. So base coating everything in that, and then uh, dry brushing uh, silver over the top of it, and it works quite well. You know, if she likes blue armies, you yeah. could just get her in on the heresy train. I'm not getting into the ultramarines. I refuse <laughs> to have ultramarines in this house. Well, paint them. I'm paint them, them a the darker face. blue. Then paint them a darker blue and call them. Uh, if you like blue. Maybe you can go on the Conrad train. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, could go to the night, night lords. But that I could be careful because one day you will wake up with a when there's someone skin with, with your yeah, with your face on top of her face. Yeah, in not not in a good way. Uh, I like the way you clarified that. It's uh... <laughs> or just uh, looking up and see like a neighbor's cat dra- draped across the ceiling. That that's how it starts. Could be. Could be. Could be uh, a rabbit boiling in your saucepan. Yeah. And on that beautifully wonderful um, self-affirming note, <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to go and head off and take a uh, take a musical break, and we will come back and we're actually going to talk some listeners' mailbag for the first time. So a new part for us here on the Varangian Heresy. People wrote us emails and we're going to talk about them. So, after that, we will be right back. Oh, 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 
we're back from that little musical interlude and we're on to our mailbag. We actually get to uh, open up Delve Deep and empty our sack for the uh, first time here on the Varangian Heresy podcast. And we've actually got two, yes, two mails we're going to talk about today. That's not the entirety of our email uh, inbox, but um, we don't count spam. So it's all good. and seriously, Freddie, please stop using the podcast address for signing up for Craigslist and different funky things. There's only so many filters I can, we can put in place before it starts getting faster. Use one of those 100 you know, pro- profiles you set up that only 91 of them like us. You know, who we, Which one of those have we pissed off enough to actually not like us? Which bots have we managed to not make us not like us? I don't get how that works. demanding. <laughs> uh, this is true. This is true. So what we'll do is we will go straight in to the uh, first email, and I'm going to pass that one over to Chris to take us through. Yeah, and this one is from Mike K from Sydney, Australia. So we have listeners all over the world, or at least Sweden and Australia so far. (laughs) Uh, And it uh, starts, uh, hey, powerful Sweden folk. Love listening to your podcast. Always awesome to hear what people are doing on the other side of the world first hand, rather than just random picks of games. I recently purchased a whole bunch of drop pods to spice up my ultramarine army, and whilst they may not be a lot of people's first choice for drop pod lists, I reckon the ability to re-roll once to wound from interlocking tactics can make for some pretty brutal alpha strikes when coming from plasma support squads and melta teams. And a Leviathan Dread with two Storm Cannons. Ew. Sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, what I really was wondering is what you guys think are the best armies to use drop pods in. My first thoughts are Sons of Horus, Raven Guard, Night Lords. I know some someone will probably say World Eaters in the list for sure, just interested in what everyone else thinks. Keep up the awesome work. Mike K. So, guys, what do you think? Well... <laughs> Personally, I think that he should not switch his list from Ultramarines because Ultramarines does the orbital assault like no one else. Well, you have the world leaders, you have the Empress children. Uh, they're all the one you want to drop in, assault and shit. But with Ultramarines, you can do the nasty tactical stuff. So, yeah. for example, a classic is to you get Rebooter. Rowboat, uh, yeah. Robot Mr. Papa Smurf in a Charybdis with some fucking cronies to hang with him. And then <clears throat> Mr. Roboti makes sure that all drop pods are scoring. Huh? Thought about yeah. that? Okay. That is very, that is very nasty. Because <laughs> you drop yeah. on objectives and then you have like basically an open top bunker that can claim an objective and use use the troops inside to fight the war for you. Another, another thing that's really nasty, if you read the interlock, the interlock fire, uh, basically you land with your drop pod, you shoot your uh, combi bolter at someone, and suddenly everyone that has the Legion of Studies Ultramarines gets to re-roll once, which, <laughs> means, <laughs> which means that... Uh, uh, well, the basic tactic would be, in your army, you should always have one squad of melter guns and one squad of plasma guns dropping down in your uh, drop pods. So the, if you're facing like a tank heavy meta, you put a master of signals with the drop pod with melter guns. Or if you face like some sort of terminator, primarch heavy meta, 
you put your Master of Signals with a Plasma Gun squad and you drop down. And then, you know, BS5 reroll once with Plasma Guns. Ew. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> or, or the whole combo dropping down with a drop pod full of just tactical marines shooting at something, get the Leviathan with the double autocannon DACA, uh, the Volkite Culverins in a Dreadnought drop pod. You know, re-rolling once because they already have ballistic skill five, so it's really nasty. Yeah. So Ultramarines is like fucking the shit when it comes to this. Yeah, and that is more or less what he's mentioning in the mail as well, because he seems to have a plasma support squad and melta team and stuff like that. So. Yeah, so he's definitely on the right track. Yeah. But besides that, I think, well, world leaders love loves to be up in your face. Empress Children loves to be up in your face in more than they used to. Especially with the uh, the changes in the Tartarus Terminator yeah. armor and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, I'm just going to throw a left fielder here. Okay. Iron Warriors with Mr. Perdoman. Mr. Emo fucking grumpy motherfucker. <laughs> hey, he's not emo. He's oh, just... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's your, you know, man love. Your man crush. But <laughs> He's not my man crush. I just I happen to have a picture of him on my wall and some... Yes, yeah, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, not to mention the sheets and the bed and the towels and the entire... Uh, and uh, whichever <laughs> uh, black book from Portugal that had his legions with all the pages glued together because of... Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, 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 hey. Anyway, hey, I laminated heard... those pages. Right, right. I laminated gonna, those pages. I'm just going to throw this idea out here. Okay, yeah. Mr. Okay. Perdo makes all Terminators deep strike. No big deal because orbital assault makes all terminate the deep strike anyway. But Mr. Perdo makes uh, everyone reserves arrive at turn one. So imagine drop on assault. You already pick who's going to arrive turn one. Then on top of that, you have everything in reserve. You roll reserve lower, roll, and they can also arrive on turn one. So turn one could be a fucking massive. I don't know. Do you know what, Molest, I can, I'm molesting kind of immediately I've got a thought to go with that, Freddie. Hmm? Put a Damocles commander I know in there. Ah, uh, but you can't. Can't you? Unless, you, unless you're going to buy a freaking uh, Thunderhawk transport. Yeah. Ah, okay. So you have to have Damocles. You can't have a Damocles as part of that list as a standard HQ. Now, everything has to arrive by drop pods or deep strike, or have a spot in the flyer. Fair enough. So you could have the Damocles. You can have two of them, if you really want to. But yeah. You need to be able to put a Thunderhawk gunship uh, transporter in there. That's right. Yeah. Okay. But you don't, really, you don't really need to have have it, because... Fuck, man. Like, besides, let's say you have six drop pods. Three of them guaranteed to come down turn one. Yeah. The rest are in uh, reserves, which are then turn one reserves. And then yeah. you have Terminators coming down and so on and so on. And Perdo jumping down with, you know, let's say 10 Tyrants, giving them... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then if you want it really good, you get a, a Siege Breaker with a jump pack. Or actually, you put him in Terminator armor, and everyone just jumps out. You have Tank Hunter, you have the Cognizant from Perdo, uh, you're deep striking, 
and Bob's your uncle. That's even that's that's more of a no friends list than the sort of stuff Christopher writes. <laughs> well, for once. For once, yeah, for once. But you know, doing the whole Talarn fucking the Iron Warriors are deep striking down. The it's one of those lists that most people. I've never ever seen an Iron Warrior uh, orbital assault list, and I think they will do it really fucking well. Hmm. Not as well as the Ultramarines, but they will do it fucking well. Just because with and and, and the the fucking the the kicker is Perdo and the turn one reserves. Yeah, I can see why that would be a real kick, kicker on that one to make that a real option. And a real option of a list, which uh, I, I, honest to God, I'd never thought about with the Iron Fourth. I, I, uh, yeah, uh, as a, as an Iron Fourth player, I was just like, yep, okay, we're gonna go with a grinder. We're gonna build a list that works to that theme, and you know, the sort of big guns and all that sort of jazz. I never once thought about, even with all my bitching earlier about the. Um, the Iron Circle and their lack of deep strike. I never really thought about an Iron Warrior's deep striking list. It just doesn't come to mind. Well, it is the shit. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see one. So someone fucking make one. Because, man, that could really work. That could. I think we, we might have to have more of a chat about that next week, maybe. Yeah, yeah for sure. If nothing else, the, the visual alone would be quite cool. Yeah, I can imagine that. Oh, play, what are you playing? Iron Warriors. Oh, okay, I'll get ready for the templates. Sure, I haven't got any. What? Well, you, Wait, you have. What? You know <laughs> what I mean, though. It's, it's not the. It's not... With your Leviathans and. Yeah, but and it's then... they, uh, I'm waiting for the artillery to be laid out. I don't have any. Wait, what? <laughs> and it would make sense that they actually utilize that tactic because legions could use every tactic. They were just favoring some of them. This yeah. is true. And, and the thing is, it, it will be really cool because you'll have Perdo, you'll have the Master Signals, and they'll come down and they'll do the orbital strikes. So it's kind of themed like the the fleet in orbit are shooting down fucking uh, lances towards the enemies while you're deploying from the starship, like the spaceships. That's pretty yeah. cool. I really like that. I, I really hadn't thought of that as an option. That's very, very cool. So if you're tired of doing the normal, like, let's walk across the board, Iron Warrior style, grinding World War One fucking trenches, this is something for you. Because, man, you'll surprise some motherfuckers. Yeah. Nobody's going to see that fucker coming, are they? No. That, that, would, that, that would be a first round surprise at any sort of uh, tournament for a, for a very smart... Um, yeah, they're like, oh, general idea. I'm sorry, I'm not deploying anything. <laughs> that that really would be a kick in the nuts for your opponent. It's hmm. uh, so. What are you running? Iron warriors. Uh huh. Where's your army? Um, they're going to deep strike. In space. <laughs> yeah, they're they're in space. They're in transit. They're, they're what? <laughs> yeah, you see those blinking lights on the floor there? That's where they're going to be. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Plus, it's, that's one way of bypassing our trench system. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. It kind of gets onto my, one of my other ideas at some point about an Iron Warriors list, but I'll, I'll come to that another time. That's a really cool idea, man. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Iron Warriors, I mean, you, you've, as you said, sort of to, to answer Michael's question, your thoughts are Ultramarines are definitely up there as one of the top. 
um, yep. if not the top. Um, and you reckon that the Iron Warriors could really be a surprise in that whole? Um, yeah, I think they're thing. very very underestimated as uh, an orbital assault list. Most people think automatically, oh, fuck yeah, it's it's the freaking world leaders or whatnot. But the thing with like the Night Lords and the Raven guys, they get drop pods anyway. They don't need to be an orbital assault list because they get access, like with their normal right of war, they get access to drop pods. Mm-hmm. So so there's no really point of going all in with them because they, the synergy works better not to. Okay. Then they can have tanks or whatnot and other stuff and still have drop pods yeah so they can do the whole hammer and anvil thing where they have someone that's kind of locking them into the enemy into place while they're dropping down those units they want to drop down fair enough while world leaders they don't give a fuck they just go all in you know? everyone in drop pods <laughs> let's get down there fucking instead of going bring it stop butchering <laughs> it's my favorite list so unsubtle let <laughs> see i'm uh, gonna hit you with the face list yeah and the thing with the empress children nowadays because they're really close combat orientated um just like the world leaders being able to drop down and get into combat quickly like with the palatine blades or or the the other stuff it's just fucking amazing because then you can pick your fights but they're more like a dread claw army okay and I think that the Sons of Horus fucked any right of war. Uh, it's so really good. It, it It's so good to already be on the board with the new right of war that drop podding isn't really... Maybe, maybe you could pick a couple of... Because you already have access to the Dreadclaw for most of the units. Maybe just pick and have a plan and yeah. do like some surgical strikes like they do in the fluff as well. And then take advantage with the right of warriors walking across the board. So, yeah, for pure drop podness, I still think it's the world leaders and the empress children and well the iron warriors and the ultramarines that can do it the best. Fair enough. That's a very very cool idea. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think you pretty much hopefully hopefully Michael, that's that's sort of or Mike, that's kind of answered your question. Yeah, and, and who, uh, who wouldn't want to deploy Mr. Fucking Papa Smurf in a Caribbean assault claw? Yeah, because <clears throat> that is pretty rotten, to be fair. Yeah, that's how he does it. You know, no, he shouldn't ride something less. And actually, you know, you you have the Cestus assault ram. Yeah, you, you have access to a lot of things. Yeah. Fair enough. And then you always have the most important rule. And that's the rule of cool. As long as if it looks cool, it might be worth doing. Right. Definitely. Uh, and the biggest thing thing with ultramarines is the fucking thing you land with your drop pod. The freaking stupid combi bolter in it gives you interlocking tactics. <laughs> so <laughs> it just gives the it gives it for free for the squad that it drops out, basically. How does that? How, so how does that, having not faced that or really sort of read up on that? How does that work? Uh, basically, anything that has the it's in the ultramarines list that shoots at a target yeah. gives an ultramarine unit that has the Legion Astartes ultramarine rules the ability to re-roll once for to hit. Holy shit! Holy so shit! That's crazy. So a drop pod, it's an ultramarine unit. Yeah. 
you know, so they, they only, they, yeah, I, have, so, I have the exception, so <laughs> for the purpose of this special rule, an ultramarine's unit is defined as any unit in the same detachment drawn from the Space Marines Legion Crusade Army list except super heavies, flyers, servo automata, and battle automata. Hmm. So it's not a vehicle, isn't it? Is it? Well, a drop pod is just a vehicle. It's it's a transport. It's not. Yeah. It, it's not a super heavy. It's not. Yeah, but it's a not flyer. a flyer. No, exactly. It's not so, a it fits. so it could, so it works with the rule. So it works. Yeah. Cool. Which is awesome <laughs> because you because you know those that one combi bolted that's just a waste of time. Really, now suddenly it becomes. It gives it gives the preferred enemy in the shooting phase. Mm. So, so fucking awesome. That does sound pretty cool. That's actually a really good use. Little piece of synergy there to. Uh, I mean, you got. I guess you got to. You got to remember it the right way. You got to make sure that it happens. But if it does happen for you, damn, that's going to be. That's going to be really useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That has just put the um, the ultramarines on my watch list when when I see somebody pull those out and drop pods. Because that's going to suck when that comes in. Um, okay, so Mike, I hope that answers your uh, your answers your question there. Uh, but we also decided to have a little bit of fun. Um, my experience, as I said before, is that 30K is extremely limited to the books, and uh, I've got to get a game in. But I do have some 40K experience, and uh, I run, I have run a number of uh, Dark Angel successor chapter armies with uh, drop pods. And it kind of got me thinking with the tactic I use in there and to bring a list in, um, a themey list in. And Christopher, you, you sort of put something together as well, right? Yeah, but uh, you could start if you want. Okay, well, okay, okay. I'll hand it over to me, not a problem. Uh, so <laughs> what I decided to do was, having had a look at the list that uh, Mike actually put up there and had a thought of what really is a bit, le- I think, kind of left field, I went with a word bearer's army and uh, bear with me on this. This is sort of the um, it's an orbital assault list. So everything's either well fits to the, the ruling. So basically it's either on a flyer can come in uh, via a flyer and or drop pods or deep strike. So what I've gone with is a, Legion Praetor, and he is in, uh, we're giving him Tartarus Terminator armor and, uh, Iron Halo. So he's got a bit of, a uh, bit of punch there. Um, so he can sweep in advance, be a com- more of a combat focused unit with, uh, Legion Terminator Command Squad. And they're going to be riding down in a Amblus pattern, uh, Dreadclaw. Uh, one of those guys is going to be rocking a heavy flamer. And the rest of the guys are going to be rocking a combi weapon, which I was going to do as either Plasma or Flamer. The whole theme behind this army is it's called the Cleansing Flame. So the idea is this is a uh, a post-Monarchia um, um, list. So this is sort of the uh, Wordbearers word 2.0, when they're all about the um, the bring under compliance fast and hard. Because we all like it fast and hard. Um, so there's that. And in that, if I've got my numbers correct, I may be wrong. Um, I was looking to put a Master of Signal as well. 
Um, so I may have to move him about if that's not if I've not got enough space in that uh, Ambulus um, drop pod. Um, what's the capacity on those things? Is it ten or fifteen? Ten. Ten. Shit, he's going to need a ride somewhere. I'm going to, have to find a ride for the uh, Centurion. Um, I can fix that very quickly and just drop one of my squads down by one. Um, but basically, the Master of Signal comes in, gets out um, of a drop pod, and then calls in a lance strike, effectively, and then sits with the unit that he's with and buffs their, their ballistic skill for the rest of the game. Uh, Predator rocks down with his bodyguard, and then we've got two, as troops, two Legion tactical support squads, all of them rocking flamers. One's a eight-man plus sergeant, one's a nine-man plus sergeant, both all coming down in drop pods. So literally the idea is that they step out and they put out a wall of flame on everything um, around them. And then the elites, I've gone for two units of Galvorback because nothing says word bearers like Galvorback and they're going to, they're coming in deep striking. Uh, one of them is carrying a flamer and then you've got the dark martyr as well with melter bombs and a pair of lightning claws. And that's two squads kitted out exactly the same. And then again, more of a themey choice. I've gone for uh, two five man units of um, Ashen Circle, uh, all rocking power axes, and um, the Iconoclast with an Inferno pistol and a power axe and Fospec bombs. So, yeah. And then just for shits and giggles, a Deathstorm drop pod. With the crack launchers. Okay. Just just remember to don't drop it too close to your. Well, this is the thing. It, the the, <laughs> the kind of the idea is um, what I've done before in, in the past with uh, sort of forty k armies is I've used the um, the drop pods. I've run them with uh, tactical squads with uh, flamer combi flamer mix. Um, <laughs> press it. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you. Um, <laughs> I'll edit that in post, maybe. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I run. So basically, I run um, what I call a toaster squad. So a combi, combi flamer, flamer, and then the rest of the uh, Marines rapid fire. So they, they come out and they rapid fire their bolters, and it can, it can delete a number of squads quite well, uh, a number of different types of squads. Um, so my thought was okay, run with that. And have the unit, the support squads coming out. And this is literally a, we're not going for objective grabbing. We're going to try and land this all in our opponents' faces, and really annoy the crap out of them uh, with walls of fire, um, because you can play around with the which strip drop pods you want to bring in, um, and then basically follow up with the Galvorback and. Uh, Ashen Circle, all deep striking in, um, hopefully on turn, starting on turn two. And then, um, yeah, bringing the Deathstorm drop pod down on one flank or somewhere where, yes, you may take some collateral damage, but it's really going to upset your opponent by putting it in there. Um, and basically burn everything you can. And then the next turn, either walk forward, keep burning, or run for if there's somebody's going to um, assault one of those units for any stupid reason they're going to run into a number of wall of flame hits so 
you know that's the idea of that list is it's uh, just on just shy of 2500 points and it's uh it's a bit crazy it's probably going to get its ass handed to it with by most army lists but i just like the thought of a, a world bearer word bearers list coming in group of word bearers coming in and basically dropping the fire hammer and you know burning people to the ground so what do you guys think completely completely batshit insane just a little bit crazy or should i go and find some medication somewhere no i, I like it like uh, the one thing i've noticed is that people tend not to take that many flamers ex- unless you're a death guard player but flamers are fucking un- underrated yeah they're so so good like defensively or offensively especially if you have lots of them yeah yeah so like I, I know my friend uh, or one of the guys at Lincoln, he played Death Guard, so he has like a full flamer squad, like normal flamers, and then a full heavy flamer squad, and fuck, it eats like a unit a turn. Yeah, it, it's just like you after all thirty six saves and shit, and you're fucked. Yeah. So flamers, I don't, I, I don't understand why people aren't rocking more flamers, especially when you do drop pods. That's where where it's fucking amazing because you'll drop close you'll get out and then you can flame everything and they can't really counter charge you because that wall of death fuck it's gonna fuck you up yeah uh the one thing that you're missing though is uh you should probably have like some hot up close combat uh, dude with the normal flamers yeah, well, you mean like uh, tooling up the sergeant a bit or something along those lines? Yeah, because Just after they after that. they hit you and they hit through the wall of flame and the fighting starts, like having him with a power fist or something similar. Yeah, it means that they they're already taking heaps of damage going yeah. in, and then then you'll just finish up the job. Yeah, that's the one thing I haven't actually. I mean, I've given him the standard sort of artificer armor. Um, he's got melter bombs. On this is on the support squads. Uh, melter bombs, but no power weapon on there. Yeah, uh, so imagine him having a rocking a power fist. That fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, I could find some points around for that. I could definitely move that around. Um, so that that's uh, yeah, that's one one thought. I mean, I, I like the I like the idea of just the chaos of the Deathstorm drop pod. Yeah, and it is it is just sheer chaos. It's silliness. That you you know the way the rules work that you could end up killing your own dudes, but uh... it's it's very much a hit hit the miss in a drop of list because it's hard to find a place where you want to put it because everything else is coming down. Yeah, like it, for the ra- like with the Raven Guard Rise of War, it's all right because you don't have everything deploying with with fire drop pod. Yeah, so you you could throw it in there just to be a fucking annoyance. But because everything else you have is coming down, you're going to find it hard to place it somewhere useful where it can actually fuck things up. Well, I, I like it more than if, I, if I'm honest. If anything, more than anything, I like it as area denial. It's just yeah. dropping it down somewhere that's going to be an irritant. Somebody's going to have to go in and clear it. Um, you know, like if you're running the um, ambush attack, for example. You know, the ambush scenario. Yeah. You drop that down in the middle of their deployment zone, they're going to have to deal with it. So something is going to have to turn around and deal with that. 
which means it's not coming at you the next turn. Um, or they ignore it, at which point they get another round of being shot at by uh, crack missiles, in this case. So, you know, I, I like it for that, but I, I see what you mean about the, the difficulty with it, because that, that was sort of making me um and ah, or whether to put actually put it in there, was, um, you know, just how much is it going to add or subtract from this list? Yeah, it might be good. It all depends on the mission. Like, if it's a tight squeeze, like in the ambush, let's say the defender is in the middle of the circle, it's going to be hard for you to deploy your drop pods without actually getting within the range of the freaking thingy. Yeah. But, you know, it's all about missions and what's going on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a bit of fun. But do, any thoughts from yourself, Chris? I'm just uh, thinking on the whole list. I'd love to have a list like this for a special scenario more than a general game. More, narr- more of a narrative thing you're yeah. thinking. Because if you just imagine they're like assaulting, attacking a defender position around uh, one of the not churches before they <laughs> became the cult of the Imperium, but they had, still had the places of uh, secular wor- worship, basically. Yeah. And they just uh, dropped down to burn that down to so panic and uh, lower morale. That's kind of cool. Because for a scenario like that, this list would be awesome, just themed as fuck. Yeah. It probably won't be bad with all those flame templates in a regular game, but I I just got a creative mind running right now, so I get thinking that's, of that's scenario. That's cool, man. I like the idea. I like the thinking. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest, I actually got the inspiration for it from um, one of the free short stories about the Betrayal at Kalf characters. Oh. I don't know if anybody's actually had a chance to read that, but um, the Word Bearer's Chaplain, there's a, a sort of short story on there, and he basically, just after the whole um, destruction of Monarchia, ends up walking into a church and going a bit crazy and overloading his plasma pistol. And <laughs> that's kind of where I got the thought of, Okay, word bearers go in, drop some hate, drop some fire, and see what happens. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I came up with that one. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Uh, uh, it sounds like it's not as crazy as I thought it was then, which is kind of cool. Not that I have any intention of actually <laughs> buying and building it because I need a little bit longer. Um, Finish your Iron Warriors first. <laughs> Finish my Iron Warriors, do my Colts Militia list, and then kind of look at a... Word world... Bears drop pod. Yeah, well, uh-huh. Word Bears drop pod versus World Eaters Zomotalis Force. Oh, I know. Word Bearers Stormbird. There so, you got the uh, oh. I hate you. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. And you have to build the Stormbird yourself. Oh, well, that's just practically cheaper than buying one. Yeah, that's a good plan. I, I, like I saw someone who worked uh, as a prototyper, basically, for an architect firm and built one himself. It cost about as much as buying one from Forge World. I'm sure it would, actually, the amount of plastic card and bits. And he, and he had a 3D printer to make bits as well. So well, That's just showing off, really, isn't it? Yeah. No. Oh well. No, everybody's got access to that with all those modern conveniences. Mm-hmm. Or well, you could have access to one, but you won't, wouldn't have access to a good one. Uh, there is that. Um, okay, so what about your list then, Chris? You had a you had a list there. What did you yeah, come up with? Yeah, uh, it's 
2,000 point uh, bit themed uh, Blood Angels list. That's Orbital Assault as well. Go for it, man. And it's uh, well. Uh, let's start off. It's a uh, uh, start off with a librarian with artificial armor and inferno pistol, psychic mastery level two, refractor field. And then we have a Praetor with a command squad. And the Praetor has artificial armor, blade of perdition, iron halo, jump pack, and and uh, yeah. And then we have the command squad. We have the analyst patent red claw. And uh, Shonable Sabers, uh, Combat Shields, Inferno Pistols, Jump Packs, and uh, Legion Standard Bearer, and Melta Bombs, and a Power Fist. So those, uh, the Praetor and the Command Squad goes in the Red Claw. And then we have a regular Assault Squad with uh, Combat Shields and uh, two Inferno Pistols. And uh, Sergeant with Artificial Armor and Power Weapon. A Tactical Squad with a Drop Pod. Uh, nine Tactical, uh, take additional chains for the combat blade, and the uh, sergeant with artificial armor and melter bombs. And then, uh, since I got a bit inspired because I'm building one, uh, the Legion Dreadnought in a drop in a Dreadnought dropod with armored ceramite, uh, Dreadnought close combat weapons times two with uh, the Iliastus pattern assault cannons, and extra armor, frag assault launchers, and havoc launcher. A tactical, a veteran, a veteran tactical squad with uh, furious charge and a heavy chainsword and uh, power weapons and stuff like that. Sergeant with artifice armor, hand flamer and power weapon. And they're in the drop pod and the librarian will go with them. And then two, two land speeders, regular land speeders with havoc launchers and assault cannons. That's basically it. Okay. <laughs> That's 2,000 points, so... It's a bit heavy on the HQ side because I had the command squad, but that's a quite nasty close combat unit if they get into combat because they have jump packs as well. So drop them down with an in, in dread claw and then have the option of moving with the jump packs. Mm, that's an interesting thing. Basically, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone you... actually land with a dread claw and have jump pack. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> That's why. Is that actually a legit? Is that actually a legit thing? Because I I I say this from a forty k perspective. Is that the uh, the guys uh, you you can't take assault squads into a? They're not an assault squad. They're an armor guard. Well, they're, they're uh, no. It's because it's say you can't take a unit with jump packs usually because it's an assault squad Ooh. that has a jump pack. I think it actually could. You have to t- you have to literally unequip. Uh, de-equip, remove the assault, uh, the mm. jump packs from your assault gonna... to then give them a, a jump pack. That's again, that's 40k thinking. I don't. Yeah, but I think gym. the Dreadclaw doesn't have any caveats that says you can't have assault troops in there. Because yeah, can I have dreadnoughts in the? I mean, I want to say terminators. In yeah. It? They just say the Dreadclaw has a transport capacity capacity of 10, or can be used to transport a single dreadnought. Which means that it doesn't matter if you have jump tra- jump troops or not, because they they is bulky then. Yeah. You can uh, you can have five five guys with jump packs. Yeah, and that's what's in it. Fair enough. I uh, I go with the ruling as proje- as, uh, as as uh, described there. I mean, if anybody disagrees, of course, drop us an email. Let us know. But uh, I am totally behind that. If that's what it says. 
and I'm still not really sure why I actually added a Mastercraft weapon for the Praetor, because the Blade of Perdition is Mastercrafted as it is. Hey, bonus so it's, points. So it's basically have a Mastercrafted bolt pistol. <laughs> yeah, really? No. <laughs> uh, I think. Give it a Mastercrafted Inferno pistol or something useful. Yeah, but then I'm going to need to find 15 points from somewhere else, and that's probably doable. I'm not yeah. really sure I need the uh, Inferno pistol on the Librarian, actually. See, you can find it. Considering he's in the veteran tactical squad that actually already have one, I think. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> but so basically, what's the, what's the plan what? then? Run through the plan. Yeah. Yeah, the plan. Oh. Yes, my, my the plan. <laughs> well, you you have the the mobility from the assault squad and later the praetor and command squad after they have left the. Dreadclaw, so mobile in the Dreadclaw as well, obviously, but so you have the mobility there, so you basically have to get those on the table first, so you can move around, and with a bit of more fire support from the land speeders, because even though the it's uh, just a Havoc Launcher assault cannon one, they're still quite nasty due to the rules of the assault cannon. Yeah, very true. So you, it's Quite weak against armor, but yeah. see what happens. I think it's yeah. kind of cool, man. I think I like the no, but idea. In your face it's, with melter bombs, should yeah. Be right? Yeah, and it's uh, it's a it's basically designed to get down and into the face of the enemy, because even the the Legion Tactical Squad, even th- those are equipped with uh, chain swords, and uh, the Veteran Tacticals got the uh, furious charge and power weapons. And that's just because why not? It's a more of it's more of a theme than a plan. This list actually. So it's in in your face, uh, uh, in your face, melter bombing your dudes, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, and then the dreadnought, even though it's just a standard box one, still still have an additional two uh, auto cannon, assault cannons. So it gives a bit. Uh, and they, they do have the special rule, the leading starter rule. For Blood Angels, the end Carmine Fury, and that is uh, when they fight in an assault with a melee, melee weapon, they roll. requires one lower result to wound than it would, would normally need, a minimum of two plus. Fair enough. That's... So they are bet- better in close combat. They may all, must always sweeping advance as well. Yeah, I, I like it. Have, I have like it. I like it. I think it could be. It, it would definitely take some. Um... They are. It's hard to make them. It's it's quite easy to succeed with the regroup <laughs> on leadership because they always do it on normal leadership, regardless of casualties, if that's ever needed to do. Ah, oh, well, that it, yeah, it's probably slightly better than my Iron Warriors, but um, yeah, I just I just it's think. Small, yep. Oh, go on, man. Go on. I was saying, this, this courts are small enough that they can be wiped out in a turn. Yeah, there is that. Um, no, I think it, I think it's a fun list. I think it's uh, it's interesting. I think it's definitely a finesse list. You know, yeah. in other words, you're going to have to have to work out how to win with it to take that to take that through. But I think it's really really good. I think it's a lot. It could be a lot of fun for someone to play. I would, uh, for my own. Uh, list I um, wouldn't use the orbital assault, but that's just because I actually like the regular right of wars for Blood Angels. Fair enough. 
Okay. Yeah. I like it. So uh, let's uh, let's Freddie, have you got anything else you wanted to add to those? No, I think like uh, the, the the thing is, if you find something that you find interesting and fun, and the more you play with it, the more you're gonna be able to handle it. And yeah. the thing is, you it's more. I, I like building lists that are a bit of a challenge. Yeah. But still kind of themey and fluffy, but still has the potential of being really well. And Chris's list is. You know, he he ticks all those boxes. Yep, fair point. Yeah, and I just think out of a narrative perspective all the time I'm designing lists. I think In Your Face actually fits the Blood Angels if they're, especially after Sanguinius dies. Yeah, very much so. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert, people. It happens. It happens. Um... Yeah, so, okay. Well, if that's the case, then we'll go on to our second email. Is from Linus, uh, one of the co-hosts over at our sister show, Northern Heresy. Um, And Linus says, hey, it's Linus here from Northern Heresy. First of all, uh, thanks for the shout-outs on the show, and congrats on the great show overall. Thank you very much, Linus. He says, uh, Jens and myself were talking about doing a list exchange for Scandus and just uh, just instead of going over our own lists, that way we get to whack each other's fluff and get some new eyes going over our lists. So basically, we're going to start whacking each other off over the next, uh, next few episodes of our uh, podcasts. So... He begins, so here's my Alpha Legion traitor list running the Sacrificial Offering Rite of War from Book 6. The Militia of Fortification have uh, to begin on the board. They gain stubborn in their deployment zone and don't give up victory points if destroyed. The Legion Force can't have units that are slow and purposeful or immobile, but gains outflank and has to start in reserve. The plan is straightforward, quite simple. Part of the militia in, the de- in his deployment in my deployment zone, hopefully on an objective or at least within range uh, with the Medusas, so the enemy will have to come to him. Uh, everything else, uh, the Legion forces come in from outflank and take out isolated targets. Should be fun, very narrative focused army without any Death Star or super heavy, but with some decent tricks up its sleeve. So fluff wise, uh, his. Uh, militia allies are led by Magus biologist uh, Sudal Al Anatha. Uh, screwing up the name there, but sorry about that, Linus. Who went <laughs> rogue long before the heresy when given the chance to work with some seriously fucked up clone projects for the 20th <laughs> Legion. Uh, the gene crafted and warrior elite provinces should be obvious choice since the militia are a result of those experiments. Uh, while the Grenadiers are a cloned pre-post-human recruiting base for the Legion, the Ogrins are the results of uh, Sa- uh, Saudless work with genetic material from the Legion itself, uh, post-post-human clone monsters as it were. That's a lot of posting. Um, 
Harrow Cell itself is led by Delegatus uh, Nemo Sarnath, uh, the Fist of the Hydra, mastermind behind uh, Saddler's recruitment and frankly quite tired of having to clean up after the Magos failed experiments, coming up with new reasons for losing Gene C to superiors. <laughs> so with a small elite force of legionaries and a full contempt of talent, he has started to plan even more daring ambushes uh, where the militia are used to draw law forces in, if the militia and their deranged creator uh, should perish, he couldn't care less, but his overall confidence schemes also hide a deranged ego with delusions of grandeur the size of the Imperial Palace itself. So this guy kind of sounds like a gigantic tool, but I love or, the start there. Or Alpharius. Or... Or is it Alpharius? It could be Every, Everyone is Alpharius. Everyone is Alpharius. That's part of the thing. You're in the Legion now. Change then, your name to Alpharius. And is Alpharius Alpharius? He's Alpharius. But everyone is Alpharius. Everyone's what Alpharius. What did you miss? Everyone is Alpharius. Yeah. So, let's go through the list. We're going to start off with... It's a 3,000-point list. and It's the called the Alpha Legion Harrowcell Scandus Prime. It uh, doesn't give a version number, which is quite good because it scares me if this is you know, several versions down the line because it's probably pretty well honed. Uh, so we have the HQ starting off for the cult, uh, Militia and Cults list is Magos Biolis uh, Saul Al Anatta. Um, he's a force commander with a cyber familiar digital lasers, iron halo, melter bombs, plasma pistol, power axe. And then the Master of Worlds, he's got Gene Crafted and Warrior Elite, which we've already gone over in the fluff because he's a crazy, crazy uh, human centipede kind of guy. Um, then he's got the Saddlers Chosen, the New Men, uh, the Auxilia Ogren Brute Squad, six Boarding Shields, Carapace Armor, and six Ogren Brutes. That's going to be a wall of flesh. Um, troops, the Clone Talon uh, Alpha, and that's Imperial Militia Grenade, uh, Grenadier Squad, Gas grenades, 17 grenadiers, uh, Laslocks, two special weapon grenadiers with grenade launchers, a frag and crack, a Vexilla in there as well, and the sergeant has melter bombs and a power weapon. And it looks like we've got an immediate clone of that, no pun intended, for clone Talon Beta. Um, so this is two troop choices. Then we have his fast attacks. So he's got the Hunter's Eye, which is Imperial Auxiliar Sentinel Scout Squadron. You're going to love this one, Chris. Um, mm -hmm. So they're all standard auxiliary sentinels, each with a hunt killer missile. So that's a group of three. Mm -hmm. um, then you move on to his heavy support, which are the twins. He's talking two auxiliary, um, or an auxiliary ordnance battery. So an artillery carriage team, so a Medusa siege gun um, with four crew. or And there are two of those. So that's nasty. Um and then he's got the fortification, which is a firestorm redout with a comms relay and four wall sections. So it's a pretty sizable mid midfield, mid deployment uh, layout there. And then his uh, Legion Astartes uh, Crusade Army list uh, HQ is the Delegatus uh, Namo Sarath, uh, Sarnath, uh, Legion Centurion. And he is uh, running a Delegatus Centurion um, console. 
and he's taking Artificer Armor, a Power Dagger, Power Fist, Refractor Field, and Volkite Serpenta. And they're taking the uh, Sacrificial Offering as the right of war there. The troops, so he's got Harrow Claw Hydra, which is a Legion Tactical Squad, 14 Tac Marines with a Vexilla, and then a Combi Weapon, Melter Bombs, and a Power Dagger on the Sergeant. And that's going to be uh, duplicated for Harrow Claw Dagon. And the same loadout. And then Harrow Claw Kraken is a tactical support squad. So it's nine Space Marines with plasma guns. And the Legion Sergeant has Melter Bombs and Power Dagger. Deep Breath, we're then moving on to um, his Elite Choice, which is a Contemptor Talon, Contemptor Talon Leviathan. And this is a Contemptor Talon um, with a Dreadnought, Contemptor Dreadnought with a uh, close combat weapon with inbuilt Twin Link Bolter, extra armor, and two Graviton guns. That's uh, Tiamat. And then you've got Murdoch, which is Legion Contemptor with extra armor, Graviton gun, multi-melter. And then Ishtar, which is a Contemptor Mortis with two carries, a pattern, assault cannons. And that wraps up his 3,000 point list for the burning of Scandus Prime. So, deep breath. What do you guys think about that list? Hmm. Okay, don't don't, <laughs> don't all talk at once here. Chris, do you want to take a lead? I I actually like it because it's themey and not really, and it might actually be able to stand on its own on the battlefield. Um, it has the what do you call the Firestorm Redoubt, and that says it seems to be a standard one. It has uh, the last cannons array to provide some air cover. As well with the with the Keras. yeah, or not? It will come on later. And uh, the Legion Tactical Marines are quite a nasty thing to get in the side of your army, because they will be outflanking, won't they? Yes, that's the that's the the option he's gone. Or that's what he's taking there. Yeah. So also, all models in the primary detachment gains the outflank special rooms. Who yeah. Must begin the game in reserve. Yeah. So. For it might actually have some staying power in the militia part because it has the lar- larger upgraded the Ogrin Brute squads with uh, boarding shields, make them a bit more durable. The grenadiers and then the sentinels to run around and annoy people. The hunter killing missile is always a n- nice upgrade for something that only can- carries like a multi laser, I think. That's the yeah, I think it's a multi laser, you're right, yeah. It gives a bit more versatility, even though you have to hit with the damn thing as well. <laughs> yeah, that helps. <laughs> yeah, but the, the nice, yeah nice, I'll only hit with like one or two. So. Yeah. The nice thing is the Firestorm readout, because it makes uh, the army po- probably being able to stay alive until the Marines come in and do their work. Yeah. Very sneaky, rear ending work. So, what about yourself, Freddy? What do you think? Uh, I like it. It's very themey, just like Chris said. Uh, the one thing, it's funnily enough, we've been talking about orbital strike, <laughs> orbital strike list, and yeah. it's gonna struggle against them. Yeah. Because it'll fucking it'll bring the pain, and I'm not sure that the uh, Linus's uh, kind of countercharge with his proper marines and shit is gonna be 
you know, get there fast enough. Yeah. So it's all about deployment as always, but even even though if because he has that fortification, he kind of has to build his defensive plan around it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be hard to position it uh, because outflank is still kind of random. Yeah. So yeah, orbital assault, orbital assault is going to be a struggle, but everything else he he should do pretty all right because it's going to take two or three turns before the enemy is in your face if he deploys correctly. Yeah. Unless it's ambush, obviously, then it's fucked anyway. <laughs> yeah. If it ends up in the middle there, yeah, it's gonna be fucked. But yeah, yeah. But I, I like the whole thing. Like it, it's it's a good concept, and I guess with you just have to be careful during deployment. But the rest, it, it should work. Yeah. So it, it's a well-rounded list, and I like it. I like the whole. You know, it's kind of like typical Alpha Legion. Go big or go home. Uh, bait them with a trap, and then kind of just try to come in from the sides, dagger in the back. Yeah, so gives definitely a thumbs up. Well, I got a, a couple of questions. I think you guys can have answered. What, uh, Chris, specifically the Sentinel Scout Squadron? What's yep. their What's their standard armament? Uh, do they have like uh, mm. heavy bolters, last cannons, auto cannons? Do you know what their standard armament is? Let me just a moment. I think it's the the multi laser actually. Okay. I'm gonna go and yeah. It seems check like all, all human things are multi laser for standard, while like all Astartes things <laughs> are heavy bolter for standard. Even the Stormhammer yeah. have multi lasers as Stormlord Stormhammer. Yeah. The one that uh, Oscar runs <laughs> that have multi lasers and the sponsors as standard. Yeah. But you can if you have the points and the the upgrade ability. Yeah, you can upgrade all multi-lasers to last cannons if you want. That's useful. Uh, yeah, uh, we've got Scout Sentinels. They have uh, multi-laser standard. Hey, called it. Um, because the one thing that I'm thinking his initial his initial bait bait list might struggle with is um, even with the the twins there, the Medusas out there i think they're going to struggle with um long-range shooting armies so like yeah. um a, a, let's take an iron warriors list for example if they if they've got a couple of legion medusas in there and maybe some quad mortars they're going to lay down a lot of templates on a small area potentially um which even even with any sort of bonus saves from the readout and stuff like that is going to cause a lot of hurt um, especially if you put in like phosphex or something, so a creeping yep. death could be really painful in that. Um, and the only other thing is with the with outflank. I mean, I get that you get to choose where on a board edge you come in if you're outflanking, but um, I would just be a little concerned against sort of fast armies if these these squads are not running any sort of transport. They're just going to walk on six inches. And then move forward, then there's a possibility that they could get hung out to dry um, again by template fire and by um, a rapidly maneuvering force. And this this comes purely from experience of fighting against Eldar way too much in 40k, <laughs> of positioning your army in one place and sort of making a push forward, and then the uh, the opposition just buggering off to the other side of the board. Um, 
I can say it's the exact same thing in Battlefield Gothic, yeah. facing Eldar. So that, that's that's my only concern. That and the tactical squads for the um, legions don't seem to have um, artificer armor on their sergeants. Don't know if that's an oversight, if it's not been copied over on the list or anything along those lines. Um, but it's usually a good idea to have that as uh, as a setup, so you've got that little extra tanking option as well. Um, and that's just my sort of two cents worth from having actually seen stuff done um, online. But I like the idea, like Freddie said, I love the idea of the bait and the the bait and the you know the baited hook and the sort of hammer punch coming in after it um, very much. And I think the, the Ogryn squad is just going to really hurt if it gets in, um, gets in somebody's face quickly enough um, or, or gets bogged into something somewhere. I had well, a... What do you want to say, Freddy? Uh, well, the Ogryn squad is basically the thing that <clears throat> he will use, he needs to use very efficient, efficiently to kind of tie down the the biggest hitters for the deep strike units. Yeah. So I think yeah. it's uh, it's a good without them he would have you know at, at least with them he has a gaming chance against the orbital assault. So. Well that's good to know. Um so overall we've sort of I, I personally I've got an idea about his, his his sort of game plan and what he can do with it. What do you guys think about the fluff aspect? I have just one note. Uh, oh, sorry, Chris. Yeah. I was thinking about the, the Sentinels. Yeah. If he drops the 100 kilo missiles and finds a mysterious 15 points in the rest of the list to cut, he could have last cannons on them and have them Ooh. just, well, at least be a threat to something. Well, three three last cannons is a threat to uh, vehicles, especially if they're moved around into side arcs and things like yeah, that. I was thinking that looking at the other parts of the list, because you only have the grenade launchers on the grenadiers. And, uh, and he's got two Medusas in there, don't forget yeah, that. I, yeah, I know that, but but still, the, their, the Ordnance batteries are immobile, right? I believe so. so. Yeah, so the Sentinels could... Uh, Run, run out on the flank, or at least maybe move where you're need, needed the most. So, sort of something to get in the side arc of things that may or may not have flare shields, for example. Yeah, oh. it's uh, it's just uh, if he could, fi- if he can find 15 points, it's not always possible, but it might be a bit of an extra tank hunting. That's a cool thought. Because the, cause the contemptor, he has to have a the only thing he has here is a multi melt on that one. Yeah. Again, the only thing I would I would point out on that is uh, I, I don't know if it's the format that you sent it over to us in Linus, but I'm I'm just questioning the the more like Chris uh, Chris has uh, uh, sort of talked about the the dreadnoughts. It's sort of laying out a talon as the the three dreadnoughts together, but I don't think the contemptor can is part of a the contemptor mortis is part of a contemptor talon with the oh, other yeah. two dreadnoughts. So I think. It's he's got two contempt dreadnoughts and then one contempt mortis separately. That's my guess. Yeah, it's a sec, sec, separate. The mortis special, the specialist mortis one at least. Yeah, very true. Um, so, what do you guys think about the fluff? The army fits the fluff very well. Yeah. Um, no, it's like like I said, it's it's very alpha legionist. Like. Uh, 
here you go, guys. You, know, you be the bait. Yeah. And then suddenly they come and go for the glory. All or nothing. Yeah. It's actually both Alpha Legion and Iron Handy. Because yeah. they started that tactic on Rust, basically. Where they ordered their, their entire consignment of Solar Auxilia Mechanicum units and Imperial Militia. Just land in the middle of the Orc strongholds. And just stand there until we can swoop in from the far end and just massacre them. And they went, yes, my lord, because... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, on the other hand, the Iron Hands did drop down and wipe out the orcs, so... Oh, fair enough. I guess they did what they said they do. They're Iron Hands. Uh, fair enough, them. I suppose. It still doesn't make them anything less than gigantic emp- uh, false emperor-loving douche nozzles. Mm. But I that's just have, me. Yeah. yeah, I know. My Iron Hands do have to face your Iron Warriors sometime. And they shall do. And they shall f- perish under the boot of the Iron Warriors. I actually like that he has uh, a bit of fluff for the army. Mm. It makes, it gives it a bit more depth than just, here, here's, here's my army. I painted uh, painted them b- barely. And I just took what was uh, the best on the internet for the moment. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes even, not that 30k is that bad, but sometimes I, the fluff makes the army, basically. Yeah. I must admit, I really like the fluff. A good, sh- a big shout out to you on, line, on that, Linus. I think it's. I really like the idea that you've you've gone and looked at the um, the muster of worlds options and gone right. How do I make this work as a story, and yeah. not just gone right? I'm doing this because I want the funky rules for it. I've gone and you know you're making it, and I love the fact that you've basically gone for a slightly crazy uh, megas biologist. Um, and made him sort of, you know, basically Frankenstein in his own way, um, Gene Crafter kind of uh, pseudo fabulous, fa- uh, fabulous bile or whatever you want to call him, and you've really run with it. I I love it. I think it's really, really paints a really good picture. And then just the the lack of the lack of information about the the de- lack of detailed information about the Alpha Legions so much, apart from the the Delegatus and mentioning the Contemptor tra- Talon, you know, it's, it's very much sort of faceless Alpha Legion. You get the human aspect more and then they just sort of walk in and go, oh, you survived, well done. Um, or, well, you didn't survive, but you did us a favour. You did, did the job we wanted you to do. Great. And uh, more, the Magus can always make more of you. It doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, we can always press stamp some more of you in. So, yeah, very, very uh, cool, I, I like it. It's very different, and I can't wait to see it. Scandis. If we, yeah. if if I hate to steal from other places, but you know, until we find our own way of doing it, um, the guys at I have horrors have got a, a good system. So on a fluff and a whack scale, because he's asked us to sort of fluff whack it for him. How would you guys rate the the fluff and the whack out of out of ten each? Which how would you rate, rate them? Do you want to go first on that one, Chris? Yeah. Uh, well, I think with the few changes and it could be a bit better so maybe it, it can still kill stuff it will have tough matchups like Freddy said so maybe like a strong 6 week 7 on yeah. that actually just because we have mentioned some changes that could make it a bit maybe pop a bit more so to speak but but since it's designed with the fluff in mind yeah, it actually doesn't matter that much so I, I think it will be 
I get a nine for fluff for this one, actually. Wow. Yeah, but I like it because the entire army is designed for the fluff. Yeah, fair point. What about yourself, Freddy? Well, I reckon uh, six for whack and eight for fluff. Yeah. Because uh, well, six uh, it, it it's kind of a little bit rock paper scissor there. It's like heavy armor, orbital assault, gonna struggle against um, kind of stock standard marine list. Um, you know the ones that just bought the battle cap box and kind of throw in a little bit bobs and bits. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna do pretty well against and and but it, it's gonna require a lot of practice. If he yeah. gets a lot of practice games in. You know, he, he's going to do heaps of good, but, you know, he doesn't really have a good counter against, let's say, world leaders with Angron, Orbital mm-hmm. Assault, my favorite list, my, yeah. the one I have. Yeah. Or, or you know, the, even the Iron Warrior list we talked about the dropping down because they all, mm-hmm. most of all the Iron Warriors have Breakers, so that bunker is going to be fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously it's the whole rock paper scissors, but the fluff behind it is fucking awesome. So yeah. definitely an eight. Yep. I'm for gonna fluff. I'm gonna go with uh, the eight for the fluff because I think it's awesome. Um, I think it, it, it with any fluff to be sort of a nine nine or a ten, um, they'd have to be sort of no questions on the list, on the playability of the list, and it would have to just paint an, an amazing picture um but it's it's definitely up there it's definitely an eight on the fluff and again just going through some of the things that sort of picked at um de- sort of a six and a half going on to let's say a still six and a half for for whack it's very fluffy it very much fits the fluff but things like mm-hmm. making sure the sergeants have got artificer armor having a look at the options of maybe like you say chris kitting out the uh, sentinels with some uh, Las cannons to give you a bit, maybe more of a, a punchy unit, uh, mobile punchy unit to get into the side arc of some armor. Uh, that sort of stuff could be quite useful. And um, yeah, I mean, again, for me, the only thing is the, the the I look at things like tactical squads and stuff as either you're going out there and you're going to foot slog them, which is what he's doing, or you need to put a, a second skin around them. So you need to have yeah. some sort of transport and um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe that's something you might want to have a look at, buddy, with uh, with one of the squads, quite possibly the Legion Tactical Support Squad, because foot, foot slogging nine plasma guns, they're going to take a lot of fire as soon as they show up. Um, you know, they're, they're going to get targeted the next turn. So And, um, uh, and a bog standard Rhino is, what, 35 points? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they will. 3,000 points, uh, you'll end up facing the odd Typhon or Medusas. Yeah. So. yeah. It's, it's going to help. Uh, an extra skill around a unit like that will help, I think. Uh, but it's just looking where you can find the points and if that's something you want to do. Uh, but other than that, I think, very good list, man. Thanks for kicking this off as well. Thanks to the guys at Northern Heresy for suggesting this idea and doing the sort of fluff whack back and forth over the next few episodes so that we can uh, sort of give our lists for Scandalous a bit of a warm-up and get ready. Yeah, and I could just say that uh, I have replied to their list challenge with my list, a list of my own, so Ooh. we'll see what they think. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which basically means that, Freddie, you and I have got to start writing some fluff for our lists. 
Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I know, right? We've got to do some work here. But thankfully, Chris was already prepared. Yeah. So uh, with that, thank you very much, gents, for the emails. And if we – well, we will get more in. We hope we'll, we're going to have a look at you uh, going through them each week and doing a sort of a quick mailbag if possible or seeing if we can build on them. So, again, our email is theverangianheresy at gmail.com. Shout us out if you've got any comments about the lists we've talked about today. If you've got any thoughts on what the uh, how Linus could improve his list, or if you think um, Mike could uh, do anything more with his Ultramarines, for example, drop us an email and we'll give that a feedback, a shout out on the air as well. So right now we're gonna roll into some more music, and then we're gonna come back with our wrap up. So we shall see you guys on the other side of this kick-ass tune. Name of 
And we're back from our little musical interlude there. And a big shout out to Michael Kerr there for his drop pod question. Hopefully, we, like I said before, we've given you some food for thought and come up with something different. I know uh, Freddie caught me off guard with the idea of the uh, Iron Warriors list there. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how that might play out in the future. It has to be Somebody's done. It has to be done. If some if somebody can if somebody comes up with it, drop us uh, drop us an email and let us know how it plays out because I'd be really interested to see that. And if nobody does in the next few months, maybe I'll pull my finger out and get it done. Um, and also, Linus, thank you very much, buddy, for uh, sending us your uh, Alpha Legion list. Hopefully, what we went through gives you some food for thought. And uh, Jens, yeah, come on, buddy, your turn next. Get something over to us and let's uh, let's see what we can do with it for you. So yeah, that's uh, that's sort of coming back in, and we've uh, we've mentioned. I think we mentioned the introduction. If we haven't, we'll touch on them now. That uh, GW have uh, released their uh, their bases. So finally, get into the scenic bases game after probably eight years of everybody else getting ahead of them and pulling their pants around their ankles and uh, basically showing them what they should be doing. And um, to least, be fair, at least <laughs> at least eight. At years. least eight years. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to be polite here, but <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think to be fair, they they're actually done some good stuff. Uh, looking at the sector imperialis round bases, I mean, 60 32 millimeter bases for what is 20 British pounds, so uh, 240 Swedish krona. That's not bad, especially if you're still rocking an army that's based on 25 mil and you want to bump it up to. 32 mil for like space marines and stuff or if you're still undecided if you are going to go for a 25 or 32 mil depending on what you're playing or yeah, I, I, like me because most of my iron hands are based on on 25 mil because that's what the bases they came with when i bought them from forge world before yeah. the 32 mil were bought, were released or or if you're a grognard like me and refuse to conform <laughs> <laughs> i refuse damn it i just refuse <laughs> I know I would never back conform. in the 80s when I play, when I started. <laughs> I remember back with the diagonal square slot bases that you have to put in and fill with stuff, yeah, and then paint them, and then paint them goblin green, and put. Oh, and if yeah. you're do the luxurious thing, maybe put some flock that didn't really match the color of the goblin green. <laughs> Which is why you always used to go to your local GW when you had to base things because they always had flock available. Um, for uh, the new starters to sort of flock their bases. If you're really quick and got away with it, you could flock your bases as well. I'm not sure that was actually flock. I think they were just uh, the dust uh, falling off the old gaming mats. Probably. Probably, to be fair, but hey, it worked. (laughs) (laughs) It worked. Can't complain too uh, much about that. Four sets, I think. Yeah, do you want to take us through some of the details there, Chris? We've got the the first one here is uh, with the Six 60 millimeter round bases, six 75 millimeter oval bases, and six 90 millimeter oval bases. So those are for like dreadnoughts or bikes, I think, uh-huh. or cavalry. If you're doing some kind of uh, demon army or just fancy horses in 40, 40 or 30k. <laughs> then we have a set of uh, 20 25 millimeter round bases and 20 40 millimeter round bases, and since it's games workshop, 32 extra skulls for decoration. Because nothing says the 41st millennium like skulls upon skulls. <laughs> nothing it's says skulls. factory floor like skulls. Bitchy much. <laughs> uh, the 60 
32 millimeter, millimeter round bases, and that would be perfect if you're like starting out uh, with the Calt box, basically, and you want to base your entire army, because that's almost enough for two boxes. Yeah, that is. If you want that much infantry, that is. Well, I'm, def I'm definitely going to get uh, the 25 mil for my solar exilia. Well, actually, it is enough for one Calt box, uh, two Calt boxes, because they're Terminators, and uh, okay. you might miss one base for the Chaplain. But, that's true. And then they have a quite nice kit that could be used for base detailing or detailing of of some scenery, scenery pieces. That's no. the Sector Imperialis large base kit, base detail kit, and that's uh, 72 bits of rubble and uh, in different sizes. That comes like vents and half barrels and light, light, light posts and uh, yeah. A bit of um, metal grate flooring and entire segments of de decorative wall, basically. That's pretty cool. And they have used it for a knight on the box art, but it's way much, way more in that one. And all of these sets cost, uh, well, uh, Swedish 240 kronor, or what is it, 20 pounds, you said? About 20 pounds, yeah. yeah. And that's not a bad deal, I think. That's not too bad whatsoever. Uh, given that we're in the 30k, mostly fort world, world yeah. most people would probably be able to convert 20 pounds into their own currency without pro much problem. <laughs> I think you, uh, yeah, well, I think we're all pretty, there, pretty uh, experienced with that. There is a currency converter at the fort world <laughs> yeah, homepage. Let's go to if you're lazy. Yeah, well, XE.com is a favourite, really. That's one recommended by... Oh, sorry, dropping my cup of tea there. Lovely. Yeah, well, <laughs> thankfully it was empty. Uh, I don't have to cry like a, a single solitary British tear. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the one thing I'm missing, though, is uh, an 80 mil base. Oh, for the uh, Daradeo uh, and Leviathan? Exactly. Yeah, and that's odd because the uh, Onager Dune Crawler is on the same base. Yes, it seems it seems uh, like it should be one. Yeah, it's but weird that, that it's not. Maybe they're just thinking that uh, you get the detail detailing kit for that one. Yeah, <laughs> that, that might literally be their thinking. Yeah. Or, or you uh, end up uh, doing like I did, and <laughs> I didn't realize it was an eighty mil, and I bought like a, a sixty mil scenic base. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? I couldn't put it on the 80 mil uh, base that got that I got from Forge World, so I had, to, I had to cut out like an 80 mil MDF board and then build it oh, up, no. and then build it up towards the scenic base. But it ended up looking really nice. So, oh, fair enough then. That's all as long as it works out, that's the important bit. <laughs> yeah, as long as it works out, that's that's the, that's the important bit. Otherwise, it's just like ah, shit. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Yeah. But it's it's nice that they're finally releasing something like this instead of those uh, awful basing kits that you basically got gravel in. <laughs> yeah, that, um, I looked at a few of those. I mean, some of them look really nice. Like the brass some, edge one uh, seemed quite cool, and they had some nice uh, resin bits in one of the, the one or two of the old ones, yeah, 40k yeah. and one fantasy. But still, it was a bit too much for what you got in the in them. And you maybe were able to base like four, five miniatures with them. Now you get the option yeah, to base an entire army. 
they're, yeah, they're like, very expensive and kind of, I don't know. But the basing kits. Yeah, so, so like there's one or two bits that were really, really nice, and the rest were like, ah, uh, I can't really find a use for them. Yeah, it's 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 something I never ventured into. I was lucky enough; a friend of mine had a few bits, and he let me have a have a few bits to, to sort of play around with. And it's like, yeah, these are cool, but <clears throat> to be fair, I can do more myself, and ended up doing my own bases and casting them. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was okay, I guess. But um, yeah, I think I think it's just a, a next step move by GW to try and. Uh, Bluntly, I think they're just trying to undercut the competition that's already out there, but I think they're too late. I think people have got their preferences. I think they're going to be keep keeping with their preferences. Um, people who like secret weapon miniatures, for example, will stick with secret weapon miniature bases. And, you know, I don't see the reason to jump back to GW just simply because they've now released them. But, well, uh, I'd say that they're a nice option for people just getting started, though. Yeah, no no, no knocking but, uh, that. I won't disagree. I'm, I'm way too used to make all my bases custom so it would look odd if i were to all of a sudden go starting to use pre-cast basis in the middle of of one of my army projects yeah i i get you i get you on that one and actually to be fair that that segues kind of nicely into something that uh, i wanted to mention and that was uh, although we just done uh, the last segment we've done a couple of uh, emails from listeners and from our sister podcast uh, we did receive a message in, in a very nice email from a gentleman called uh, Rickard Svensson and he's asked us a question about um, uh, modeling uh, on our tabletop basically uh, scrounging that perfect piece of uh, he's put uh, garbage something about modeling now We've had a chat about this, and first of all, Ricard, thank you for the email. It's very awesome. Great topic. Great thing. It got us really thinking. Uh, most important thing, though, it got us thinking about this and realizing that it's not a quick answer. So we're actually going to take this away, and we're going to try and uh, do an episode based around it, which I think would be much, much better for uh, for everyone, because there's, there's a lot of cool things we can talk about. Uh, we're all very much big fans of... Um, building stuff and repurposing things and finding things here and there. So I think it'd be much, much better if we really turn this into a, um, into an episode itself. Because yeah. well, like, so, uh, not just the, cause we love our miniatures and we love our portrait stuff, but like the terrain, it actually plays such a massive part of the game and like all the custom builds and, and all the special little bits and knobs and, whistles that we do it's it's like it's an entire episode just talk about how do you make your scratch build terrain and stuff yeah and yeah definitely so it's 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 a big shout out to you Rico, for the for the question and we are going to actually really tackle it properly and really sort of chat through about it and make an episode out of it so we do it justice rather than just giving it a, a, the top surface because it's something we've all got to love for so we want to do do that right. And I, and I can promote my uh, beer bottle or beer can <laughs> freaking, what they call like the cisterns or factory train. Yeah, yeah the that, storage tanks, basically, uh, the large ones. The beer, beer can storage tanks. He actually mentioned those in the email because he saw them, I think it was with Lincoln, right? Yep. 
Yeah, he mentioned he was a yeah. link on. But he was a, well, he was well, a lurker because he didn't felt like he was a, as the Australians put it, a closer because he didn't have a fully painted army. Oh, he's 30k curious yeah. though, so that's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's well, working on it. There will there will be you know armies to land at Scandus, so there's no reason not to join. At least uh, it's possible to m- maybe work up a Sonotaris list and then work it new, and then maybe borrow a list if he, he doesn't have time to build a full 3,000 point list. That's true. Oh well. But now we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yep. <laughs> yep, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. But yes, Rickard, thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll make some, uh, we'll have some fun with it uh, on a future episode because we really want to do it some justice. So a nice little segue there, Chris. Appreciate that. Yep. Um, so yeah, we've, we've sort of chatted about a couple of things. So let's, let's sort of move on a bit further into our normal wrap-up. We're going to touch base on the charities and um, let's have a look at that. Let's have a look first of all at well at the charity that we're promoting, which is the um, the fight and the the need to raise awareness and increase uh, funding for the research and com- uh, combating of uh, DMD. And Freddie, you've you've put something together, and we're going to go on about this every episode until the draw, and probably then afterwards. So if you don't like listening to this, tough. You're going to have to. Uh, it's a damn worthy course, so we're gonna we're gonna keep shouting it out. But basically, you can buy a ticket for thirty five US dollars into a raffle to win a fully pro painted and not an eBay pro painted. We mean pro painted by the guys at uh, Scatter Shop Painting who do some beautiful work. Uh, if you check our Facebook page, you can actually see the update pictures that Freddie's been putting up there. And that $35 gives you one ticket, an entry into the draw uh, that takes place on the 16th of October at the end of the uh, Burning of Scandus Prime event, which we'll talk about in a bit. And that, whilst the money um, is part of covering everything, most importantly, it all go, it goes towards the research fight against DMD. Is there anything you want to sort of add on to that, Freddie, at all, mate? No, well, uh, well tickets are $35. $5. Uh, U.S., the American kind, uh, for a raffle ticket. And, uh, well, regardless if you win the draw or not, uh, it's everyone is a winner. You know? yeah. And uh, I have some news. Uh, we have uh, a, a listener that's going to travel through um, uh, Warhammer World and get one of those uh, Warhound uh, <laughs> special edition heads Ooh, and then post them nice. to the guys at uh, Shop. Ooh. So... It seems it seems like the award is just keep growing, so it's getting better. Very cool. So this is not only are you going to get the chance to win the uh, the Warhound itself. Is is the plan to have the the alternate head and, and bits as part of that package, or yeah, yeah. So you're going to get not just the an actual Warhound, but you're going to get options on the Warhound as well. Help, I'm pretty sure that somebody might even throw in the magnets for it. So we'll, we'll see if we can get it magnetized. But um, damn, that's a that for for the chance to win it. Thirty five dollars is nothing compared to how much it actually is. You can donate more, get more tickets. I mean, it's not limited to one ticket per person. Am I right, Freddie? Yeah, so thirty five. Like you can donate as much as you want, obviously. Uh, but every increment of thirty five dollars gives you uh, a raffle ticket. And uh, well, right now it seems like uh, the guys are also doing some sort of um, 
we're trying to see how if we can get some more bits and pieces like weapon options and other stuff going for the warlord so it like <laughs> it seems to get growing and growing <laughs> but yeah i i still just want to say like give a big shout out to lee for you know his extra support and organizing that extra warlord head so yeah so you don't even have to go and get a ticket to go to warhammer world to get the actual head because it will be included there you oh, go. <laughs> that is awesome work there. Yep. So there, that's that's the raffle, and it's uh, sticky, posted, pinned, whatever Facebook calls it these days, to the top of our Facebook page, and that's uh, you can find us at the Varangian Heresy Podcast on Facebook, and you can see the information there. There's a link to Freddie's story in there, what's going on, and his reasons behind it. Take a minute, have a read of it. Like I said last time, stop, pause the podcast now. Go find the link, click on it, read it, buy yourself a ticket, and come back. Yeah, and hopefully after you win the World of Triton, you go out and buy a baby Bjorn, and then carry it around <laughs> with you all the time, everywhere. Never leave it and your side. <laughs> go to bed just with for it. The, just for the people who don't understand what a baby Bjorn is, we'll link one in the on the Facebook page, just so you get an idea of why we do it. Uh, Chris, I, I'm charging you with that, yeah. because I think that needs to be done. Or, we, or um, you could just get the, a pram for it. Yeah, and then when pe- people come up and uh, can I see, oh can I see the cute baby and then they look under the blanket and there's a warlord titan. You want those old old the old school sort of big wheeled yeah. metal framed, you know, tuck it in the tuck it into bed at night with a with a blanket with with either the uh, the eye of Horus or the um, Aquila on there or whatever and just make sure it's nice and warm before you go to bed and you know. Yeah, and if you all always want an excuse to build like a, a mechanicum uh, crib. Here's here's your perfect reason. Just get like some, uh, I don't know, some iron out and some rivets and some random skulls. For those of you, for those of you steampunk crazy people out there, for, this is where for, this is where you get to go wild. For that reason, if you want a huge uh, terrain piece to link back to the previous topic, yep. uh, there are always the option to build uh, a Titan bulk lander from the Mechanicum fleets because they are actually landing them standing so they can just walk right out of the bulk right. lander so if you find a morris mini second <laughs> i was i was gonna say vw beetle but morris mini works as well actually it looks more like a bulk lander yeah fair point it's perfect see yeah but then 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 the only thing do you know the one thing about the warlord titan and come on let's be fair at some point some point somebody at Forge is going to go, I think it's a good idea we release an Imperator Titan. Um, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, there, there might just be an option of or talk on when rather than if. Yeah, I think it's, it's more war, of a case of Well, the, what I was going to say is they really need to get Warhounds, Ursus, Claw options. And someone please release a Lucius pattern. If it's Games Workshop in plastic or a Fort William resin, I don't care. I want a Lucius pattern to go with my Mars pattern. Oh, you just you just want a nice little warm family. I want two warhounds in my army. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, we've we've already had our sister podcast thought about that about having a knight in a warhound. So yeah. let's uh, let's see how much Gorgonzola they claim it, you have there if you have two. It's a, it's a healthy, it's a healthy, you know, need. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a legit desire. I mean, I don't think you know some some people they you know, they want to 
play for their favorite football team. They want to do whatever, whatever ball game it is. But at the end of the day, Chris, I think it's totally healthy. You want to have two Warhound Titans. And, really... and if you're going to go, go with it the fluff way... You should have three. They are actually at least in a hunting pack of two. Because they are not that powerful on their own versus other Titans, because that's actually what they're hunting. Which is why you need Ursus Claws, because then, then it's just awesome. And it, it totally so it's like the Eldar, the Eldar Scout Titans, because they are also usually deployed in pairs, because uh, the pilots are twins, usually. So they have a special bond. Dropping a, dropping a fluff bomb there. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> okay. Opposite. So yeah. Anyway, we get slightly slightly back off track. To the... it's never, that's always it's all heresy talk, so it's all good. Back to the um, <laughs> back back towards our wrap yeah. up. Um, so yeah, you can see everything on our Facebook page, and like I said, we'll have some more details up there as it progresses with the the Warlord uh, Warlord Titan. So we're going to move on to events. And uh, before we actually start reading out about the events, what I would say is, uh, want to say is to all our listeners out there, if you're taking part in an event that's coming up. Any time in the next two weeks to whenever, the end of the year, whenever it's happening, wherever it is in the world, give us a shout. Drop us an email at uh, theverangianheresy at gmail.com. Let's double check that one. And send us the details of it, and we'll give it a shout out. Even if it's just a weekend get-together at a gaming club, especially if it's here in Sweden or Scandinavia in general, We'd love to know what's going on so we can get that uh, get the scene built up here and uh, build it bigger and better and give everybody a fair shout. So, you know, we're all dudes looking for dudes to play Heresy. Then give us a shout and see what we can see what we can get done. So let's go into the uh, the first event. It's a new event. It's a new event that's uh, being put together by uh, well by all the 30k podcasts basically or all the cool 30k podcasts at least those who wish to get involved um and that is the global horus heresy escalation event and i'm going to pass this one over to christopher to take take you guys through it so chris yeah. take it away the event is called the scouring of thungor metallicus and it's currently based on a planet called thungor metallicus or if anyone wants to translate it you feel free to it uh <laughs> Short uh, information from one of the flyers that's produced. The Thongor Metallicus is a planet under siege. The Warmaster has turned against the Imperium, and this plan- planet cannot be left outside his control. Those forces still loyal to the Emperor need to keep this strategically vital planet from falling into the Warmaster's hands. For where Horus sees its vast stores of stockpile resources, the Imperium's war effort would be decisively impacted. This is where you come in, Commander. The battle for Thunder Metallicus is nigh. Join the fight for the War Master, for the Emperor, for the Omnissiah. You had to get the last uh, bit in there, didn't or you? Or for yourself. <laughs> or for yourself. Yeah. Well, we could, I'm coming to that. Because there are also another view of this. It's not only a fight between the Imperium, or those loyal to the Emperor, or those loyal to the War Master. There are more factions in this wider war. And there are always opportunists in war. When strife rifts a planet apart, the vultures circle overhead. And out of the shadows walks cults older than mankind itself, with darkness and murderous intent in the blackened heart. Meanwhile, pro-independence forces, rejecting both the throne and the warmaster, take advantage of the conflagration to shake off the shackles of the administratum. These secessionists... Humans and post-humans alike make the strike for freedom from the shackles of the Imperium. 
Not all threats are human in Oregon. Long-range scans pick up airish chanting in guttural thongs. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go through space. This is where you come in, champion. The battle for Thunder Mythalicus is nigh. Join the fight for freedom for the gods. War! There we go. And then there's uh, an event that will run from basically June to October, as it is standing right now. And the scoring of Thunder Mythalicus is an escalation-type Horus Heresy event centered around the battle for the planet Thunder Mythalicus, and it's divided into five parts as follows. In June, you will, there is an option to re- register. You, you publish, publish a list and your goals for this uh, month. And you, there's the option of playing 500 points Soul Mortalis games. Uh, in J- July, we escalate, because it's an escalation campaign, to 1,000 points, still Soul Mortalis. In August, we escalate yet again to 500 points, and we add on raiding missions. September is escalated to 2,000 points, and the raiding continues. And October, there will be all-out war. That's 3,000 points, 8 of darkness missions. And that's uh, this campaign is bit somewhat between the different podcasts, isn't it, Freddy? Yep, that's right. So, uh, on the planet, if, if people are as old as I am, they would probably remember the good old you know, battle for Armageddon. So, on the planet, there's going to be different sectors, and they're all going to be divided into the different podcasts. And uh, the podcasts, the different podcasts will write some fluff about their sector. You know, probably have a high work, a hive city, or a you know forge, forge, forge or manufactorium or whatever. And we will kind of drive the story forward because you can lodge your battles on OS 30k, and depending on how it goes. Uh, we will write up some nice fluff for, for during each phase. And basically, to be part of the campaign, you're gonna, there, there's going to be a group Facebook page where you can talk shit and, uh, you know, chit-chat about what you're painting, switch ideas and stuff. Then there's going to be a, an event page, and that's basically where you commit and where you take your photos of, you know, your, your start of your army, your army list, and then uh, how you progress. Uh, that's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and also, uh, uh, the goal is, obviously, is to paint 500 points of whatever uh, each month and play three games. Uh, all the podcasts will try, like, we're going to try and write some uh, thematic missions as well, but you can always play missions out of the book. And if you play three missions, uh, have your, like, the 500 points fully painted, then your uh, main warlord or HQ character, as long as it's not a special character or any of those uh, Primarchs. Not that you can really... Well, you could feel the Primarch if you <laughs> the Primarch shows him, I guess. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> you'll get a character progression. And we'll put up more details. Uh, the, the, the thing is going to start on the 1st of June. Uh, we haven't really sorted out all the final in bits and nippets. But... Uh, you'll be able to read everything on Facebook once we launch the whole thing. Yeah, and we are working on that uh, packet. There are two flyers posted in our Global Heresy podcast, uh, whatever it's called, because I can't see the whole night. Podcast <laughs> Conspiracy, it's co- called currently, right? Yeah, no, it isn't. that's right. The 
Global oh. Horus Heresy Escalation. Oh, you mean the, the, yeah. the page on Facebook? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Global Horus Heresy Escalation. If you, exactly. But all everyone be, needs to know right you know, now is that this is the perfect opportunity to start a new Horus Heresy army or do something completely different or keep building on to the, your army that you already have. And everything that you need to do really to participate is do a 500 points list probably using a zone mortalis force org so you don't have to have two troop choice or whatever and then play three games oh and paint yeah, it all and paint it all <laughs> and take part so. in a massive global escalation campaign so pretty simple format and uh, depending on what type of army you choose it could be a range from like four minutes miniatures to paint for 500 <laughs> points up to 40 if you go for a militia list I think and that's mainly how much do you want to paint and what level do you want to paint to. But this is an opportunity, nothing else. Well, this is this sounds like definitely an opportunity for Pride of the Legion lists if you want to paint something quickly, or if you're absolutely crazy, you could paint an inducted levies list. <clears throat> and you'd have to be pretty crazy to want to do that. But uh, I think it'd be very cool. We've got got a fair bit of interest already, from what I understand. Um, having a look at the, the groups as well and just for due diligence we shall make sure that the groups are linked on our Facebook page uh, so everybody can actually see what's going on and get that information from us yeah we'll, we'll um, put everything there yeah just to make sure you've got that uh, just got a central place and for those of you who are uh, big fans of like myself and the guys here of the Age of Darkness podcast they do their regular two week hobby challenge um, you can connect, I'm sure you can connect that with this as well, because uh, they'll be one of the uh, podcasts actually taking part in it. So they will be looking for people to uh, play, fight, uh, fight battles over there, their area as much as anything else. So yeah, take that as part of their two-week hobby challenge. Um, don't miss out on the opportunity to get some models painted, which is uh, at the end of the day what we're all about here, getting stuff done. So, does anybody anybody got anything else they wanted to uh, add on to that event or move on to the next one? Oh, we'll, we'll put up as many links to everything we can on our Facebook page, yeah. basically. Yeah, and, it, we'll, we'll, yeah, and if anyone has any questions, they can always email us. Most definitely, most definitely. And we'll, we'll uh, get, get back to you as quickly as we possibly can. So, the next event that we have lined up is the Burning of Scandus Prime, oh. Freddy's big event up in... Up in Stockholm. Well, I'm going to pass that over to Freddy so you can take us through that, buddy. Yeah. Well, the Burning of Scanners Prime is a two-day event. It's going to be five rounds, 3,000 points. And it's going to be a team event, traitors versus loyalists. Uh, the thing you need to do to participate is to bring 3,000 points of, an, of any Force Org, as long as it's a 30k Force Org, and also 1,000 points of Zone Mortalis. There will be a night joust in the Saturday on the evening, which is going to be like a little bit of special. The mission is already up for the night jazz and all the details. Everything is on the Burning of Scanners Prime uh, Facebook page if you want more information. I'm not going to go through an entire, because <laughs> it's kind of complicated, but not really. <laughs> but it's just going to end up being me talking for half an hour, explaining the entire event. And we already did that. Didn't we? In a previous episode. Yeah, and we will we did. probably do it again later and closer to the exactly. event itself. I was going to say, it's going to come back around. Yeah. It's, it's all happening on the 5th and 16th of October, so you have heaps of time to get 3,000 points painted. Basically, if you have 3,000 points, I'm pretty sure you'll have 1,000 points on Mortalis. 
Yeah. And if, you, list. and if you went to Lincoln, you probably already have 2,500 points painted. So you could just add on a Lord exactly. of War or something oh, bigger. A bigger Lord of War. Yeah. Or you just go out and, you know, buy a Warlord or Warlord Titan. Or what is it like? Uh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> That, uh, what what do, uh, do does the inducted levies cost like two points each? Yeah, it's like something ridiculous, yeah. like sixty points for fifty models or something crazy like that. I don't, I can't remember the details, but yeah, if you really want to escalate your army, that that is a way to do it. Four hundred uh, inducted levies. <laughs> just, just stop it, Christopher. <laughs> stop it right now. Well, and if, if if Chris actually approaches you to buy these models, now he's trying to pimp them out. Take take a second to think about it and back away. Just that's it, that's I never do that. I always say yes. And considering but, you actually would have to paint four hundred miniatures for an event, they could be ninjas. They could just all be painted in black. Yeah. A ninja no. would never. A ninja would. No, no, they really couldn't. And a ninja would never wear black. In that case, yeah, that's true. The shades of gray. Theater. Oh dear! Right. Okay. Let's, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but let's go. Let's go into the uh, box dread challenge. Let's talk about that. And I actually have our little fly- flyer up this time, so we can read it. Because that's, that's this flyer is also up on the page, and it got the information needed for the event. And that's the Scandus Dreadnought challenge for the box dread. And uh, there we have a. Uh, do you have the image of the humble Mr. Noni's box dreadnought as something feeble and ugly? Well, here's your chance to join a challenge aimed to make the box dread cool. The Varadian Heresy Podcast invites and challenge every attendee of the Burning of Scandals Prime event in October to convert, build, and paint a box dreadnought of their choice and participate in the box dreadnought challenge. How to enter? Build and paint a box dreadnought fitting for Legion Era Force, Legion or Black Shield, Loyalist or Traitor is builder's choice. The goal of the challenge is to create a fluffy themed dreadnought and you should bring in the dreadnought to Scandus in October. The terms and conditions only Games Workshop Plastic Knights and the Forge World Mark IV Ironclad are. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Knights? Don't you mean box dreadnoughts? Yeah. I said I misread kit tonight. <laughs> okay, just 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 being sure. I've been, just being sure. Nights. I've been revising for exams all day, so I'm a bit tired. That's your excuse, right? I'm always having having this excuse. He also has a, a, a night fetish. Yeah. But, yeah. We may have discovered that. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Chris, we're derailing you. That means by all means continue. And the fort will mark for ironclad allowed. Conversion strongly encouraged. Actually. It's not only strongly encouraged. That's the whole. Since that's the main point of the challenge, please convert it. Just don't bring the stock dread, and don't buy one of the chapters dash legion specific ones from Forge World. Because that you could do it. You could paint it really nicely, but we'd rather see you convert one out of your own ability. And the dreadnought must be a legal legal within the rules of the legion dreadnought unit entry in the red book or. Yeah, the Red Book is the latest one, and, and there will be a new Red Book before the event, probably. Still, it must be a legal legal Dreadnought, so it, you can't put uh, weapons that you can't really have on it, just to make it cool. It must represent what it can carry. So no twin-link turbo lasers? Yeah. Okay, fair point. Because that, that would be quite silly, because it would just tip forward. 
You never know. They could have, bloody hell, they managed to connect a dreadnought up to, uh, a, a, or what is it, uh, the Dark Angels. Shadow Sword, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't a Shadow Sword. It was even bigger. It was a proper siege engine that they managed to connect it up to and take out a starport with it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, so, don't, okay. don't knock it. But... We could say like this. You will get the bonus honorable mention if you manage to build a dreadnought that's also a siege engine. In... <laughs> Like, challenge accepted. I'm not sure that it would actually be entered in the challenge proper, but it, you will be an honorable mention. That that has a, you know, a fell blade for its, um, you know, instead of its legs. Yeah. So you just put the, <laughs> you just put the guns on the dreadnought and have the dreadnought as a turret. Yeah. Perfect. Well, continuing, continuing. Anyway, continuing. Yeah. before it gets crazy, it's, right? Uh, yeah, let's continue. There's a requirement of minimum of two photos required that you have to send one at the beginning to actually prove that you're making this one, basically. We, 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 we will actually believe you, but it's just for formal reasons. Makes it less uh, likely that someone, if they were inclined to bring... A <laughs> to have board. some uh, you know, pro-converted box threads lying around for horror heresy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they would be lying around because no one uses them if they build them. Uh, and then you you could please send one at the end as well when it's finished, or we will pro- pro- probably make sure that or f- f- take a focus of them at Scandus. And no contempt of dreadnoughts parts are allowed, and that's because <laughs> contempt of dreadnoughts have way better legs, especially if you buy the forgeful ones that you can pose. So, I mean, they have knee joints for a start. The, the box dreadnought have knee joints. They're just fused. But if you look at the back of a box dreadnought's legs, it has knee joints. So it's technically technically has knees, but doesn't. You can't just use them. Uh, fair enough. And this event is open to all attendees of the Burning of Scanners Prime event, and where the challenge will be decided by popular vote. So it's not just us in the podcast that will choose. It's everyone attending the Scandus event that wants to vote in the for the challenge. Very cool. That, Very cool indeed. And that's because this is a hobby challenge for people, and we should, so it should be the people that decides. Yeah, I like it. Right, pull the people, buy the people, power to then the people, we, all that sort of jazz. I have the last bit bit of note here because it might feel a bit. I want to participate in this challenge as well, but I live in. Australia or the US or Antarctica or wherever you live uh, we have the little out of competition entrance they're not eligible for, pr- for prize support but they can still get honorable mentions in the challenge and uh, then anyone that's not attending can send, or feel, can feel, be feel, feel free to send in photographs of your own converted box threads to the Varangian heresy at gmail.com because we, well, yeah. we want to see I'll send them a prize. Yeah. Oh, you're such a you're a generous guy, Freddie. We love you we'll, for that. We'll send you Freddie. <laughs> uh, okay. Or he might send you his throne. You never know. No, you never know. There, there might be a gold-plated dildo for where <laughs> win. That's the best box thread. Yeah. He'll send you. A, he'll send you a new box thread kit. <laughs> yeah, you did so good with the first one. Here's the second that, one. That vibrates. Yeah. I, know, I was actually thinking something worse. The one oh, okay. from the Blackreach kit. The oh. oh god, that's that's worse. the one yeah. I'm using. <laughs> I know for my conversion. There's but, nothing but, wrong with it. Yeah, but you are converting it. That's the that's the big thing. Well, You're really. trying to make it look better. 
it's really hard though because it's all like in one piece or yeah. in two pieces. It's basically two pieces that snaps together. Isn't it like yep. a front and a back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what I've done is I've slowly bent one leg so he stands kind of up and then I've swapped arms on him. Fair enough. Sounds very cool. We look that forward just, to seeing it. Uh, it shows that you can even try to compose the, the worst box dreadnought there is. And I think that dreadnought is one of the reasons why people frown so much on, dread, on the, the box dreadnought. Even though they do have some of the, one of the coolest options there. And as far as the weapons are concerned with the old uh, Flamestorm cannon. Mm, so you know what's on mine then. Yeah, that's the... <laughs> You might, to be oh. fair, that might, that might be on yeah. everybody's. <laughs> Freddy's got the flames from Catman because he's cool. The box thread from uh, Blackreach, the Blackreach box, actually had the multi melter, yeah. and that looks looked awful. Yeah, very, very, and very true. Yeah. If anyone wants to convert their box thread with using a multi melter, just hit me up. I might have one spare. <laughs> fair point fair point okay so that's that scanned us all wrapped up there and that's the 15th and 16th of october yep um and that's happening up in the north of sweden again all the details uh, are on north our of facebook sweden, page stockholm well, yeah because that's you, north of sweden look because i live in the live south in of sweden denmark <laughs> that's the thing the thing about sweden everything is basically north of sweden in sweden <laughs> Yeah, everything is north of wherever I am anyway, so that's, that's all that counts as far as I'm concerned, so shush. Um, and then we've got one more event, which uh, was uh, initially pro- uh, promoted last episode by uh, our friend Eric. And Chris, you've been talking today, and you've got some more details for us. Yeah, and uh, more details is quite uh, <laughs> a stretch, but there will be a 30k event at uh, BSK or Boros Bill Convent in, uh, mm-hmm. during the... All Hallows Eve weekend, All Helgona Helion. And that's the 4th to 6th of November. That's the whole convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game will be on the, the Saturday, the 5th of November. Mm-hmm. And th- that's all the info they have hammered out. They have confirmed that there will be an event on November 5th in Borås, outside of Gothenburg. And they are working on a packet, and that will be... I think, I think he said that the, the information will be available during... This or this week to come, or the week after that. So that's uh, mon- starting Monday, June, or May 30th, the count for that one. So after that, that we, we might see some information. Uh, very, very cool. So that's it's a nice, nice to see steps are being taken, and that Eric's initial work is uh, taking him forward and, and uh, he's managed uh, to get something done up there. I think he mentioned that he had uh, that he's working with the guys that uh, that uh, sorted the event for Gothcon earlier this year as well yeah he mentioned something about that i think that's the the guys he's working with which is very cool nice to see that the uh the community is supporting itself in different ways and getting things going yeah so very very cool there so those are currently the uh the events that we have um listed that we can uh, we can sh- uh, shout you guys out and let you know about but again like i said i'll touch on it again if you've got an event happening especially in scandinavia but anywhere around the world hit us up at the varangian heresy at gmail.com with the details we will shout it out all the way up until the episode prior to the event just to build the hype and let everybody know what's going on so please drop us an email with those details for that that uh, reason reason you could also send a message on our facebook page or via twitter if you want to this is true this is true but at least email is easy to organize if nothing else that's true 
So that's that. And before we go into talking about the next episode, I just want to give a shout out to uh, the podcasts around the world that we listen to. And personally, a uh, big fan of the Eye of Horus, the age of the boys over in Australia, uh, Tim and Michael. And then there's JP and Mark, the age of darkness. Uh, podcast all out of Canadian land or uh, one of our well one of our colonies as speaking as a Brit that is and then we've got uh, the Forgotten Legion 30k guys all the way down in Texas uh, shout out to Chris Sean and the guys down there uh, there's the guys over at Seize the Initiative and of course our friends at uh, Northern Heresy um, I don't know I heard, am I forgetting about anybody else guys is, uh, is there anybody else that you, you guys are listening to that I'm not uh, I'm the thing now. Jesus, I used to have a list. Actually, you know what we should do? This is homework for next time. We should write down a list. Cause yeah, my, God my, damn it, my, homework? My podcast, my, my, <laughs> my pod uh, listening thing for 30K is like overflown. I always have to delete <laughs> stuff because it keeps complaining my iPhone is full. <laughs> so, uh, Actually, uh, two, two more I thought of very quickly. The loaded Dice. Yep, there we they go. Do, they do some really good stuff. Characters. Uh, Independent characters and well, the overlords. I also think I've mentioned them as well because they have been on a bit of a 30k high this in past episodes. Yeah, they had some friends over from America, if I remember rightly. I'm, I'm part way through their episode at the moment. So. Amongst others, uh, people from the imper- independent characters and people. Aha, perfect. I think so. they went to Warhammer World together. Like it wouldn't surprise me. It's, well, it's, it's basically, if you come over to the UK, you kind of want to do that pilgrimage, don't you, really? Yeah. While you're there, basically. Well, it's, it's a plan for me at some point. Again, go visit family and uh, go to Warhammer World and spend money I don't have, yeah. which is uh, always a good thing. And then, uh, well, you know, Kenny, he, he kind of mentions 30K once in a while. Yeah, he plays Death Guard. Plus, yeah, he plays Death Guard and he... He, the, his podcast does cover heaps of gaming systems, but you know he he always comes back, and as soon as there's some horror heresy news, he always covers it. So we should probably give him a shout out for the Combat Face podcast. Yeah, definitely Combat Face podcast. And then we have uh, the another podcast that's basically only about uh, making the fluff work for games. Yeah. They are 40k based, but uh, still they they are trying to make a make like the books come to life or the fluff come to life on the battlefield and that's the Master of the Forge podcast with uh, uh-huh. the, a, Nor- Nor- a Nor- Norwegian guy and an American guy because I'm too tired to remember names I'm sorry for that but <laughs> I enjoy listening to the the making up scenarios for for fluff Ooh, I have and, to the, check and, that out. And, and the reasoning for it I am. I have literally just signed up, and I am now downloading the last three episodes. They can. Uh, they do have a quite talkative focus, and they're only talking about mainly talking about what they are doing. But that's not a bad thing if you want to listen to inspiration for making your own scenarios, basically. Never, never a bad thing. And never a bad. With all thing. the reasoning around it. So I think that that, that gives everybody uh, everybody who's if they found us and just getting into the heresy or they they've heard something uh, they've sort of stuck with maybe one or two podcasts and now they want to branch out it gives you a fair list to actually go and have a look at and uh, yeah I think we'll just move on to uh, before we finally wrap everything up move on to a quick preview of uh, next week's episode 
where we have a guest coming into the house, a good buddy of ours, JP, is coming over from the, or coming over, he's going to be on the line from uh, Canadian land and joining us for a discussion on the Iron Warriors. So he and I, well, he'll be joining us for as uh, much of the podcast as we can have him. And we'll be, uh, JP and I will probably spend some time shooting the shit about uh, the Iron Fourth and sort of a bit of inspiration what got us into it, that sort of stuff. Have a good chat about it. And JP is, is one of the best people I know for fluff on online. So I look forward to having a really good discussion about that sort of stuff with him and finding out what he's and into. And I actually have a spoiler from that episode. Oh, do you really? From our recording format. And that's uh-huh, just a uh, note that uh, you two are going to, that uh, Jody and JP will be talking Iron Warriors while yeah, Chris, Chris and Freddy drinks beer. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So the spoiler is yeah. you, you and Freddy will be getting even more drunk than usual while JP and I do all the talking. Spoiler yep. alert. Well, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, because that's a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> That's like so, uh, that's such a spoiler for you guys. Good there, right? I can focus on getting my 500 points painted. Yeah, and it's yeah, uh, it's that. always uh, nice to have like this kind of episode. I think we don't yeah, we don't have uh, we don't really have had uh, fl- that kind of fluff episodes yet. But it's always uh, nice well, to listen to them. It's basically why we're into this hobby anyway. It's because of the this is true. stupid fluff. <laughs> the stupid fluff that we love and would protect like our own dying children. Yes. And all the reasoning That's behind them. Yes, and, <laughs> the, 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 the redacted, retracted and um, yeah. rejigged uh, stuff that we, we, we still love. And the best thing is, if this one turns out okay, we can always come back with more legions or factions and... Yeah. Oh, I'm sure we, we uh, Freddie definitely knows a few people. I'm sure we could all find a few people to have a chat with. And, and uh, if you guys like it, let us know. We'll uh, see if we can uh, do it again. We, we'll do the, like the late night version of the Empress Children. <laughs> Empress Children after dark. Yeah, exactly. Also, we have a re- full grim in the sheets. Remember, boys. Yeah. And we have recruited the man, man men with the black vans and the snatch grab tactics. So we <laughs> might get other people into this as well. We we said we weren't going to mention that on air, Christopher. Well, that, Do you not remember that's this? That's the official version. Oh, that's the official yeah, version, right? Okay, okay. Way worse. Oh yeah, this is true. This is true. Oh yeah, the second set of notes. Okay, yeah, fine. We're good. Not a problem. So yes, next week our next episode, episode five, we'll have our friend from uh, Canada, JP, coming on, and we'll be talking about the Iron Fourth. So I am really looking forward to that. Uh, so yeah this is going to be a good episode so guys is there anything else you guys want to catch up on before we head off uh, no just keep painting Yeah. L- live the dream live the dream and, stay hard for heresy yeah, and uh, if you really really like a piece of fluff make an army for it if you want to because no one would say that that army is shit because we're all about the fluff and a theme is better than trying to fit in everything that's the best you can find in the list yeah it's not it's not all about the whack it's it's uh, it's about the fluff first and foremost yeah. so it's all about so. the fluff and it's all about being fluffed and fluffy i think is what we're trying to say so uh, to wrap it up that's a uh, good night from me and me uh, and good night from me and remember guys treat life like 30k be angry on in the streets be full grim in the sheets and try not to lose your head good night everybody good night, good night. Let the body